Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533. And Collect a Soul with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Hey, good morning. It's uh, National Piercing Day. I'll uh, I'll tell you my piercing story. You've got one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get like on them uh, Prince Alberts in a can. I was just, I was. Get out of my. Am head. I in your head? Am I? Am I? Is that you where are, I am? You are. I was I'm in that head. Him. Yeah, I was going to ask him about the the royalty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Attachment, if you will. Oh. Um, no, not exactly. But uh, I'll give you the details later. Okay. Ooh, it sounds right. like a mystery. It does sound like a mystery. We'll I have like to crack it. the code on that one. It's a radio tease. Ooh. Listen, the we, entertainment tonight effect. Yes. Speaking <laughs> of teases, we've got uh, Scott Cohen joining us today. There's loads of sports with Cohen to talk about, and also the play-by-play guy for the Springfield Thunderbirds. Ryan Smith, the excitable dude we played a clip from last week, joining us because the T-Birds are already into the next round. He was, so, he was basically telling everybody, you're not even alive if you're not excited about this. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we'll uh, we'll talk to him uh, after 8 o'clock. It's 5.34. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Rock 102 and 90 Meat Outlet want to give you a Memorial Day backyard picnic. You can win steaks, hot dogs, burgers, and their famous store-made marinated meats. A $100 value, all for free. Go to rock102.com to enter. We'll pick a winner at random on Thursday, May 26th. It's your chance to win a Memorial Day backyard picnic. From 90 Meat Outlet, quality meat, affordable price, and rock... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551. And Bob Seeger, we're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. All right, good news and bad news weather-wise. Uh, we're going to have highs in the low 80s today, but uh, a few severe storms. Some rain this morning and maybe some severe thunderstorms in the early part of the afternoon. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, uh, Britney Spears and Sam Asghari announced in a joint statement that she had suffered a miscarriage, but they vowed to continue to try to expand their family. Not really sure, uh... Is that something you put out a press release for? Well, did they make a public announcement that she was pregnant in the first place? I don't think so. I think they might have. And if they did, then they have to go back and say, not so fast. Mm, I don't I don't remember her saying that she was pregnant. Do you receive all of her emails? No, and, and, but and I, press I also, releases? I don't know. Dave, did you get the update from Brittany about, uh, about her? I, I just got the update with some naked photos from her. I didn't get that one, so I don't know. Where do you get the naked photos? Of you got to be on a special mailing list, man. I guess so. I'm on the wrong list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Momoa took some pictures and video inside the Sistine Chapel in Rome, which is not supposed to be allowed. Oh. And then uh, when fans called him out, he apologized and said he didn't mean to disrespect anybody's culture. But I got these great shots on my phone. <laughs> Did the dude not read the sign that says no flash photography? Uh... It's probably written in Italian. He probably didn't understand what it, it said. It could have been written in any language. Can he read it? Enough photo for you. That's what it says. Right. Enough photography. Enough uh, picture freezy. friend of mine was in a big museum in uh, Italy years ago, and she showed me pictures she took of famous Picassos that she wasn't Ooh. supposed to take because it was in a room where you could take photographs of something else, and the uh, Picasso yeah. was like on the background over there, so she... 
took the photograph of the piece of art she was allowed to take a photograph of, and then over on the side, you see the Picasso, uh-huh. Yeah, Smart see? thinking there. Yeah, that's, there how, that's how you get yourself in trouble. Right. You well, get yourself kicked out of an Italian art museum. She wasn't, though. She got away with it. Uh, Fred Ward, from such classics as Tremors and The Right Stuff and Henry and June, died last Sunday. So popular, we're <laughs> reporting it a week and a day later. Now, wait a minute. Wasn't he the guy that played Robin in the Batman series? No, that was uh, Burt Ward. That was Burt Ward. You're no, thinking of uh, uh, you're <laughs> thinking of the guy who's uh, who wrote uh, What Do You Get When You Fall in Love? It's Burt Backrack, I think. No, no, no. That, yeah, that's Burt Backrack. Mm. You're thinking of uh, of uh, of another Burt. He was a uh, Broadway actor and also a game show host. No, was it Burt Burt Convy? Ooh, that's good. He's yeah, he's on the ball. Yeah, you're, you're thinking of that uh, that puppet that uh, lived with that other guy who everybody said, "Are they gay or are they not?" No, uh, I no, don't know what's no, going on. No, he just no. played in the toy bathtub with a rubber ducky. That's just Bert. You're uh, thinking of the guy that was played uh, in uh, Smokey and the Bandit one and two. Mm. Oh no, that's Bert Reynolds. No, no. <laughs> you're you're thinking of the younger actor who women love falling in love with because he's handsome and he's funny. No, no, no. That's Ryan Reynolds. Oh, okay. What else you got? <laughs> You're thinking of that stuff you wrap up your leftovers with. No, no, no. That's just Reynolds rap. Uh, yeah, Fred Ward. He's dead. 79 years old. No word on the cause of death. His Tremors co-star Kevin Bacon said, quote, When it came to, uh, came to battling underground worms, I couldn't have asked for a better partner. Those are some kind words. That, yeah. was, his, that was his quote. Among others. Yeah. yeah, he was in the, the, the Fred Ward was in a lot of different things. Remo Williams, Remo Williams. Right? He was also in uh, the Right Stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Steve said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I did say the Right Stuff, and uh, but he he was like, I can't. Rem- it's he's one of those guys that you can't specifically remember what role he played, but he showed up in a lot of movies. He was a badass in every one of them. Like yeah. w- what's his name? Uh, J.T. Walsh, you remember him? Yes. When he before he died, he yes. was like in all of the. He always played the badass in in whatever. No, movie. no, no. You're thinking about the guitar player from the James Gang. <laughs> it's Joe Walsh, I think. <laughs> Is it Joe Walsh? Yeah, that's Joe. Walsh. Oh, Joe Walsh. Yeah, yeah. By uh, the way, the, the reason it didn't hit, you know, you said that he died last Sunday. I didn't see it till Friday either, Steve. And I, I, it's it's sad when that happens. What are they? Nobody checks on the guy. He's all alone. He's living all alone. And then I guess if you're not like a Tom Cruise yeah. or a, you know somebody super uber famous, you're probably not going to make the list. A lot of people still love that Remo Williams. Yep. Watch it on VHS all the time. Oh yeah. Uh, since we can't come up with any uh, new ideas, there's going to be an animated Married with Children TV series. Oh God! So soon. And the original Bundys are coming back. Ed all O'Ne- of them? All of them. Eddie, uh, Ed O'Neill, Katie Segal, Christina Applegate, and David Faustino are all on board. There's no word on where it would air. The original series that aired from 87 to 97 on Fox can currently be found on Hulu, Peacock, and Pluto TV. <laughs> Pluto. <laughs> no one gets that. Uh, this isn't the first time Sony has tried to revive the series. Back in 2014, they tried to do a spinoff about Bud Bundy to no avail. Hmm. Why do we keep going back? Was David Faustino too busy? No, I think that he was the only one available. I would think he was the one who was pushing the hardest. And now it's seven years later, and they're all, you know, Katie Segal and uh, Ed O'Neill are probably ready to die. So Mm -hmm. they're like, let's make some last cash before before we go under. Makes sense. Justin Bieber performed in Buffalo on Saturday, just hours after a racially motivated supermarket shooting that killed 10 people. He asked for a moment of silence and urged the crowd to come together and realize 
we're all the same. And make sure you buy my t-shirts on the way out, please. You know, in all fairness, though, that if I were uh, at a Justin Bieber concert accidentally, I'd want several moments of silence. Like four hours of silence. Two hours would be enough. Yeah. The uh, Billboard Music Awards were pretty uneventful, but I guess we have to talk about them. Because God forbid... You forgot about those, didn't okay. you? Okay, I did. Yeah. Other than Machine Gun Kelly dedicating his performance to his wife, Megan Fox, and calling out their unborn child. No word of either of those things are true. When's Machine Gun Kelly? He's here at uh, Springfield, I think, right? He's uh, appearing at the Big E, I think, later this summer, right? Uh, well, you know, all the greats come yeah. through. To oh, the yeah. Big, I mean, if you're, you're either on the way up or you're on the way down at the Big E. Mm-hmm. It's more like the Big E. Eh. <laughs> the big me. Yeah. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. I have sleep apnea, and I used to struggle with CPAP. Until- the following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. Oh, we got a little dense fog here at 601 this morning in portions of Western Mass. We're going to have some rain this morning and maybe some powerful thunderstorms in the early part of the afternoon. So check your weather systems there and be prepared. Uh, the weather brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. By the way, the highs today in the low 80s. NBA Celtics. Over the Bucks, 109 to 81 to win that series. Boston at Miami tomorrow and Thursday for the opening of the next round of the playoffs. And Jalen Brown was asked about the Celtics' next opponent. Tough team. Team full of dogs. Guys is not going to give up. Guys is not going to give you anything, not an inch. Um, so we got to go out and play with poise because uh, I expect nothing less. In a great battle. Jalen Brown talking about the dogs they'll be facing from the Miami Heat. Elsewhere in NBA playoffs yesterday, Dallas over the Suns in Phoenix in Game 7 to advance to the next round. Suns blowing it at home. Hockey, hey, our Springfield Thunderbirds beating Wilsbury Scranton yesterday 7-6 to to sweep the Penguins. Springfield now will face the winner of the series between the Charlotte Checkers and the Bridgeport Islanders. We will have Springfield's play-by-play guy Ryan Smith on the phone. A little bit later this morning. In the NHL, the Bruins are out. The Rangers advanced by beating Pittsburgh 4-3 in overtime yesterday. And Calgary beating Dallas to advance to the next round. In baseball, Texas over the Red Sox 7-1. The Sox dead last in the American League East, hosting Houston tonight. The Astros coming to Fenway. Also, Pittsburgh over Cincinnati yesterday, one to nothing. Reds pitchers combining for a no-hitter, but it didn't count as a no-hitter because they lost the game, giving up some walks and a ground out in the final inning. And St. Louis bombed the Giants 15-6. to Albert Pujols, the Cardinals' designated hitter, pitched the ninth. He gave up two home runs but got the final three outs. The 42-year-old Pujols became the oldest player to make his pitching debut since Lena Blackburn brought himself in at age 42 in his final game as player manager for the 1929 Chicago White Sox. That's it for your 102-second sports with back Steve and Dave. Team full of dogs. Yeah, we are. And coming up next, Bax will talk about the Celtics and his view from the couch on Rock 102. How does a career... And now, Bax's view from the couch. 
Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't mean to jinx anything here. After all, the Boston Celtics still have to get past the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, but I can't be the only one here who's beginning to feel that familiar Boston Celtics championship mystique starting to blossom. I can't be the only guy. Some of you must be feeling it, too. And all have already having won 17 NBA championships already, of which more than half of which were won during my lifetime, I'm seriously starting to feel that we're looking at number 18. Think about just what happened. The Celtics, in a must-win situation, not only won the final two games of their series against the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending NBA champions, they obliterated them. They beat them by 13 points in Game 6 on Friday and then crushed them at home in Game 7, 109-81. The difference of 28 points. Defending national champions with a two-time MVP don't usually get smoked by that like that. But defending national champions with a two-time MVP don't always have to face the Boston Celtics. I mean, Grant Williams, 27 points. Jason Tatum, 23.6 rebounds, 8 assists. And the defense? Get out of here. The defending NBA champions with a two-time MVP never had a chance. And now they'll be facing Miami tomorrow night who dusted off the 76ers last Thursday in six games. Now, what do we know about the Miami Heat? Well, they would have been the only team in the Eastern Conference to have a better record than the Celtics, but that was like weeks ago before they beat, uh, before they completely emasculated the Brooklyn Nets and then before they crushed the defending NBA championship champions with their two-time MVP. What did the Miami Heat have to face to get to the Eastern Conference Finals? The Atlanta Hawks and the 76ers? Please, don't make me laugh. Listen, this series is going to be a real ripper, and I haven't felt this good about the Celtics since they won championships in 1966. 1969, 1974, 76, 81, 84, 86, and again in 2008. Am I being a little too cocky for my own good? I sure as hell hope so. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What's the best lawnmower? The New York Times wire cutter says it's the Eagle battery powered mower. No smelly gas, no noise, perfect cut. The place to get an Ego or any style mower is at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware, your outdoor power equipment headquarters. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Spring. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612 in Led Zeppelin Rock 102. Yeah, the uh, National Weather Service issuing a warning about some severe thunderstorms for our area later this afternoon. So have a plan. Be prepared. We're going to have highs in the low 80s today. A uh, lot coming up uh, this morning. we got Scott Cohen next hour after 8 o'clock. We'll talk to Ryan Smith, the uh, Springfield Thunderbirds play-by-play guy. So we'll talk to him about that. We also have uh, tickets to give away to uh, the Mayfest of the Student Prince later on and maybe some other things as well. So pretty busy show. Giddy so the um, last couple of weeks, I haven't talked about this, but uh, I'm going to talk about it now. Uh, the last couple of weeks, my uh, you know, when I got this uh this chest cold simultaneously to that um my wife started to experience what we believe are muscle spasms in the back of her neck radiating to the top of her head Mm. real real painful yeah she's uh she's been to the doctor she's been to a uh acupuncture uh guy she's had massage done she's been to uh she went to uh, one er visit Nothing's nothing's going on yet. When they uh, did a CT scan, did an image of you show up as the pain in the neck? No, I'm more of a pain in the ass oh, than a pain oh, in the that's neck. It. She hadn't she didn't get that part scanned. Right. But she had, you know, she had a CT scan. It showed nothing unusual going on, but right. it appears this could be either a 
pinched nerve or muscle spasms, mm-hmm. but it is very, very painful. She's missed some work as a result of it. And, uh, and she went to see her doctor on Friday that gave her muscle relaxers and a pain medication. Did he also tell her to put the lime and the coconut and drink them both together? And, and she did, mm-hmm. and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. No. None of it, In fact, none of it worked. The muscle relaxers, the lime and the coconut, or the pain medication. Absolutely nothing. She's got a follow-up uh, later this week. They're just recommending physical therapy. I'm not looking for uh, suggestions on what she could do next. Right. I, we've got all that covered. We're already well ahead of you, so don't <laughs> so don't worry. Gotcha. I don't I don't want to hear it. What I'm uh, gonna tell you is something that is a little upsetting to me because every time I have had an experience at Bay State, it's been pretty positive. I have n- I've had no complaints about Bay State uh, and continue to have no complaints. Yesterday was different. Um, and I understand there's a lot going on there, and I also understand there's a lot of good, hardworking professionals that work in that, uh, in that, uh, in that hospital. And I applaud them for everything they do. But the experience that, that my wife had yesterday at the emergency room was outrageous. Um, she woke up yesterday morning having not slept a wink, you know, still in a lot of pain. And I mean a lot. This She's got a pretty high tolerance to begin with. She's in a lot of pain. She's very, she's in a, she's very uncomfortable. So I take her in the emergency room at Bay State. This would have been uh, just before 8 o'clock in the morning. We thought pretty early on a Sunday, mm-hmm. how bad could it possibly be? Oh, you got residuals for Saturday night. You can't just walk into an ER on a Sunday morning thinking everything's going to be great. Yeah, I, go go figure. Yeah. Now, the, the emergency room we went to last time was at Wing in in Palmer, and you know that's it's a much shorter wait, but this for, you know they were suggesting things that she just felt better about doing at a bigger hospital where there are more you know resources and 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 the like but you know she needed to be seen 12 hours later wow boy she still has not been seen she's sitting in the in in the waiting room for 12 hours now me as a uh as a comfort animal uh was not allowed to go in there and sit with her because they're not allowing that in the emergency mm-hmm. room so for a while like you know i sat in my car i i got a coffee i went to go take the, uh, the you know let the dog out mm-hmm. and i came back and i was you know back at the hospital probably at this point around noon mm-hmm. and i sat outside the emergency room on a bench charging my phone and just sitting there texting my wife you know what's going on nothing's going on she gets to the point at the end. Now, again, she's really uncomfortable. And I understand there are people who have been uh, you know, put in the emergency room with and, and triaged appropriately, people who are bleeding and, right. and you know, with stuff like that. Uh, you know, they get the first priority. But at some point around the, uh, the shift change, my wife says, hey, listen, I've been here for 12 hours. Is there any way you can check to see, you know, whether or not I can be seen and how soon? And uh, the guy at the uh, at the desk says, "I'm like, I can't tell you that. I, there's, I don't, I, there's, what? Yeah, there's no way for me to tell you that." And she says, "Well, can I at least give you my name 
and you could just you know and check and there were yeah. other people at the desk who, who, who were saying yeah you know she's been here for a real real long time yeah and the guy says and what and what am i going to be able to do with that totally <laughs> yes yeah, like a little attitude yeah, yeah a big a little, attitude yeah and he had just started to shift which means he hadn't even gotten to the point where he was tired of his day yet this is this is how he was going into the job mm. and at that point she just said you know what that's it i'm i'm gonna go home i mean i haven't been seen i've been here all damn day i'm just gonna go home and at that point i took her home and you know she, you know and she's got follow-ups but it's like Listen, I understand how stressed they are. I understand that they're doing an impossible amount of work with limited staff and right. supply issues and 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 and, uh, and and employee issues. I get all that. I can sympathize with that. But someone has been in your in your waiting room for twelve hours. Mm. The least you can do is be kind to them when they're in a lot of pain, and and, and at least give you an indication about you know is this wait going to end. 12 hours is a long time to wait for anything, well, including emergency room visit. Yeah, it's a Sunday. You're you're in an ER on a Sunday. Maybe the weekend staff is a little different. I know here at the radio station, you know, it used to be you had weekend DJs. Now we don't have that. We, we run the best of show on Saturday. Maybe they're running a best of at the hospital. Well, there. I, I got to tell you, Dave, I, I think Jenny would have been fine if all of a sudden she would have been seen by Ross the Boss McDonald or D- Diana Ricky. That would have been great if you could do that. <laughs> Actually, I'd go with Diana Ricky. She's got all those uh, homeopathic remedies that uh, would, would definitely. But, you know, know, I could spend hours with Ross the Boss, too. He's one of, what a yeah, wonderful guy. But nevertheless, it's like, you know, we were so frustrated and so angry and. Yeah, you know, the guy that we knew, um, uh, you know, from the, the head of, of trauma surgery, I, I believe he's retired now, so there wasn't much he could have yeah, done I for us. I don't think he's there anymore. No, I don't think so. And, and it's like, you know, she's asking, you know, who do we know? And I'm like, well, right now, things have changed so much, I don't I don't know who I know. Mm. So there's nothing, I mean, it's not like I'm going to make phone calls and say, excuse me, do you know who I am? But well, it's but, like, but you shouldn't have to I, anyway. I, right, exactly, and, and, shouldn't and, have to. And that's the thing, and, and, you know, you and I have talked about this off the air about, different businesses and, th- and and things like that that it you're a customer and you're or you're a patient and it shouldn't matter who you are you should be treated just like everybody else but i don't know where the disconnect is i can't make excuses for bay state i can't you know uh get into the mindset of that particular man you ran into mm-hmm. who uh wasn't very friendly at all actually a little bit too dismissive yeah in an emergency room. Yeah. Uh, you can't, and I know what you said, you're not taken away from the employees that work there and no. do their job and work hard every day because we both know a lot of people that work over there and there's a lot of great people that work in that system. No it's, doubt about it. It's, I think, maybe the system itself that the way it's designed, the way healthcare is nowadays, it's dismissive for a lot of different people well and it's unfortunate it's it's not just bay state and i and i and i agree with you completely it it's a, it's a matter of of health care short-staffed trying to work in impossible times but everybody in an emergency room uh has to be seen no one goes to the emergency room for a headache this is more than just a headache yeah. this is something's going on for three weeks mm. you know I understand they're triaging everybody and yeah. putting everybody in prior in a, in a certain uh, you know, priority level. I mean, that's their job in an emergency room, and that's fine. But you still have to show compassion for everybody who's in yeah. there. And if you don't, then you probably shouldn't be working in an emergency room. 
Well, the the other piece to this is that they're telling everybody to go to the ER. There's no there's no distinct. If you try to get a doctor's appointment, you, you're looking at three to six months yeah. sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on who you're going to see. And they usually say, well, if you're in pain, you should really go to the ER right now. But the problem with that is if everybody's going to the ER, then you're not doing yourself. It's not helping anybody. And then you got these MedExpress places, which they tell you to go to, too. And mm-hmm. all they do is tell you, hey, you got to go to the, the emergency ER. room. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, listen, I've been to the ER you know, plenty of time in my lifetime. I think the longest I ever waited around was like three hours. You know, we're saying it wrong. I think it's er. Er. Yeah. The longest I've ever been awaited in an er yeah. was about three hours. This is four times that amount. That's it, crazy. That, it's outrageous. And so I'm a little disappointed, to be quite honest with you. I would I would have liked to have seen, I, I, I would have liked to have had my wife being seen by somebody. And at the very least, somebody say, you know, you, uh, you know, we, we got this many people at even at the uh, the urgent care that we went to. You know, they got a, a TV screen that shows you, you know, who's next. You know, they they give you an, a name or a number or a code or something, like corralling you like a buffalo. Well, yeah. at least you have an idea how long you're going to wait. At least because if it's if it's if it's a decent wait, you wait. If you mm. if it's not, you'll go. Yeah. You know, in this situation, you know, it's twelve hours of your day you will never ever get back to have no resolution whatsoever it's very frustrating well i hope that uh she gets the care that she needs because it's uh it's it sucks when you're trying to find answers and, and nobody's really helping you and there's and yeah. there's absolutely nothing yeah that me as a spouse can do and there's nothing well, you did what you could do. You, I did. Well, you yeah, were I mean, there to support her, right? I was there. Well, I the waited, day. but it's it, like it, it, don't dismiss yourself. Right. You're doing. You're you're, you know, accompanying her at least for yeah. But the I'm complaining. But I'm part. sitting out. I'm sitting. I'm not even sitting with her. I'm sitting outside of a bench. But you're, but you're there, and that and that's the thing that makes yeah. that makes the difference. But as far as everything else, it's very hard to get seen, and it's very hard to be when everybody when they're telling everybody to go to the ER to get checked out. The er, that's the that's er. The er. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. It's six twenty-four. We're back, Stephen Dave. Six twenty-seven. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred and two. I started to hear your story there about medical woes, and hopefully your wife recovers nicely. But you know there is good medical news here. Bay State Noble Hospital announced it got seventy-four thousand dollars in state from grant. one from one patient. In, no state grants to uh, apparently improve the opioid and substance abuse treatment programs. There. It's also. So, to pay out the lawsuits for right. malpractice. Yeah, yeah, but that was be- again. That was before Bay State got involved. That's mm-hmm. if you remember. No, no, no. The, my experience at uh, at Noble with oh, my mom, yeah, right. where yeah. they gave her the drug. They were supposed to get my mom. Mm-hmm. My mother had a stroke at uh, at my house, and mm-hmm. then I had to transport her to the hospital, and then they had to give her this like drug. It was like a. Uh, blood thinner. It's supposed to, I don't even know what it's called, but it's supposed to be given to you within three hours of having a stroke because it's the most crucial time, yada, yada, yada. Right. And then they, uh, they hooked up the IV, which I told was the best nurse around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, after about, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes, the IV was not hooked up correctly oh. and most of the medicine went out onto the oh, bed. Oh God. So they, she didn't get the full dose that she needed and then, you know, their argument mm-hmm. was, well, yeah, she did get some of it. Well, <laughs> I mean, what, but what was, you kind of wonder what the outcome would be. Mm-hmm. And listen, I people are like, you should sue. It's more of a hassle to do that mm-hmm. because yeah. you need to come up with money. This isn't like, you know, one of these you fall down, we'll pick you up kind of deals. This is like, 
extensive and, and medical malpractice lawsuits are are very hard to do but yeah, yeah. so we it, just keep telling everybody about it but well, you know i mean the the, the reality <laughs> is and and it would be wrong not to mention this there's mm-hmm. a lot of people working at you know noble yeah. and bay state and wing and and they're great and, and they're great they're great people and great nothing, professionals it has nothing to do with the staff members absolutely I'm not about the protocols and how they do things and well maybe that one staff member well, man, that that one staff member who had a really bad day, and yeah. the one staff member yesterday who had a chip on his shoulder. I mean, that was uh, probably a little bit inexcusable. Well, you know, we could be sued right now by listeners. You know, we were going to play a classic rock tune there a moment ago, and we quote dropped that song. Well, so I mean, I mean, we were on a roll. I what know that's do? what I'm saying. But I mean, like somebody could like file a lawsuit because they're <laughs> extreme listen. suffering because they didn't get an extra classic. I, rock I think tune. there's more damage yep. to be done by actually playing the song <laughs> than if we. We dropped the song. <laughs> I got, uh, I know we don't do Today I Learned, but I got to, we're not doing Today I Learned. I don't want to do that anymore. Okay. I, I'm, I'm done with that. Okay. Uh, here's, a, here's a bad joke for you. You ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'll give you a bad joke. You ready? Yeah. What do you call it when an amputee learns karate? Hmm. I don't know. Partial arts. Ah. Partial arts. You get arts. it? Because <laughs> he's got stumps and he's trying to kick them up in the air. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's a good one. How yeah. about that? Came up with that not on my own. We got <laughs> we got news next to Rock 102. 633 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary will pay you more for your car whether you trade it or not. It's time for news and here's Dave Coombs. Hey, the mayor's sick. Springfield's boss, Dom Sarno, testing positive for COVID-19. There's concerns among city officials, growing number of positive cases within the city of Springfield. The mayor's one of them. They confirmed late last week he did test positive with an at-home test, and he's going to remain in isolation. He was out and about quite a bit recently. Of course, when isn't he, I guess, right? That guy will open up an envelope. Yeah. He is uh, vaccinated and boosted. And he's going to remain in isolation for the next few days, accordance with the CDC guidance. He was out last week at a news conference. He was at the Thunderbirds game on Thursday night. And oh, he, and he missed, great. He missed the pancake breakfast, too. You know what? Uh, I was thinking about that when I saw the news that he had tested positive. I'm like, pretty, pretty, pretty coincidental mm. that uh, the pancake breakfast is tomorrow and magically you can't go. Yeah, but what he, are you talking about? He loves the pancake Right. Breakfast. He loves everything, doesn't he? He loves being out in public for everything. Come on. Eh, I'm sure you love doing things here that we do every single year, but every once in a while you're like, mm, I don't know if I want to go to that. Well, yeah, no, it happens where I don't feel like going to a you know a, a mandatory event, yeah. I, you know, especially one that's uh, where I'm not compensated for my appearance. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, he's the mayor. You know, he's the biggest cheerleader we've got, uh, other than you know him and Judy with their pom poms. Listen, I don't want to uh, change subjects too much, but Jillian Andrews is on TV. And oh, she yeah, is right. Quite the wrong with, nothing wrong with that. Mm. Uh, of course, we just went to Ukraine. Uh, <laughs> no, I turned on. my head to look at the TV monitor. That's all I got. I want to go back uh, to Jillian Andrews staring mm. at a flat tire on a van. Is that turning on? A little bit of a turn on for oh, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something about a flat. Yeah. Let me help you with that. Yeah. Kelly Rudin's still looking just fine over at Fox, yeah, though. Whatever. Do, doing her national report. Wait, she's, like a, what, she's like yesterday's news to you? Oh, she's married. I can't, uh, mm. I can't get involved in that. No, I understand that. I mean, you don't want to you muscle your way in, I'm just saying. It's no, just, I, uh, you're still Kelly Reardon all day long. Uh, Mayor Dom Sarno, not the only celebrity in the news. Billie Jean King, tennis superstar, on hand 
at the Springfield College graduation ceremonies yesterday. She That's was cool. uh, awarded an honorary doctorate for the college's 136th graduation ceremony. She gave the commencement address in front of all the grads earning the bachelor's degrees, and then she hit tennis balls out into the audience. She called on members of the men's and women's tennis team from Springfield College to come on up with their rackets, and they swatted tennis balls out into the crowd that, after her speech. That's almost more fun than, like, say, yeah. like a T-shirt can right. blasting out T-shirts into the crowd. This is the best! That's fantastic! Billie Jean King! Right! That's hey, awesome. You know what? Why don't you? You, you got to. You got, obviously, if you have a comedian uh, doing a commencement speech, you want them to bring their best material for right, a commencement right. speech. You bring Billy Jean King in, you want some balls thrown at you. Yep. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, say you were a college graduate and Big Poppy were uh, were the commencement speaker. Sure. I'd want him to you know, knock a few fungos out into the crowd. That'd be a little more dangerous than the tennis ball. Yeah, probably. sure. He's got like warning track power, but if. Yeah, you, know, you just spent all that money in college. What's a what's a you know what's a concussion or a broken jaw going to do? Well, plus then you could sue somebody and maybe pay for your whole education. That's exactly my point. Or he could at least hit rubber baseballs out into the crowd. Well, I yeah, guess at right. Least, at least fungos are you know yeah. they're kind of like lightly hit. Yeah, you know they're they're meant to be fielded. Sure. Well, anyway, that's pretty cool, Billie Jean King. By the way, she's she got to be dying that hair, jet black hair. I don't know how old. No, she that's is, natural. Really? That's oh yeah. Yeah, she looks great. A bunch of other commencements taking place over the weekend at Smith College. Beverly Daniel Tatum was the commencement speaker. Oh, I missed that. Who's Beverly Daniel Tatum? Oh, well, she has become Mount Holyoke College's interim president. If ah. you don't know, Bax, then you shouldn't be. I don't know. Yes. I really don't. Uh, she spoke about resistance narratives related to women opposing fascism and Nazi ideologies during World War II in France and Ooh, Italy. She didn't smack anything out into the crowd. Uh, that's, a little, that's a little heavy, <laughs> don't not, you think? Yeah. If you're not throwing tennis balls out to the crowd, you're not doing your job. <laughs> exactly. Baypath University held its 125th graduation ceremonies. This is their first ceremony in two years because of COVID-19. And the keynote speaker... At Roxbury Community College over the weekend, didn't just leave graduates with a couple words of wisdom, he gave them cold hard cash. After giving his commencement address to the class of 2022, Rob Hale, who's the co-owner and co-owner and director of the Boston Celtics, surprised the school's graduates with a thousand dollars each. All right, how many graduates were at Five. that uh, community college? 150. 150. Oh, that's not bad. 150. A thousand each. All right, wait a minute. Is that $150,000 or is that I see 15 I grand, right? Or is that is that right? Uh, am I doing the math wrong? Okay. I'm doing it's the a, math. It's wrong. A, it's 150. Yeah, it's 150, 150 grand. 150 students times 1000. 1, That's $150,000. Oh, yeah. you know, I hit uh, I hit minus instead. It's, it's 850. <laughs> Let me try that again. Okay. <laughs> Make sure you carry the 5 We're so good at math here on this show. Pi. That is $150,000. See, you were right on the screen. How about See? that? See, I knew that. Yeah, Didn't so, even have to look it up. So thanks to the Boston Celtics for doing that. Uh, that guy who gave out the cash, the co-owner and director of the Celtics, specified that 500 would go to each student's personal spending, whatever they wanted, and the other 500 would go to each graduate to donate to an organization or uh, individual. Yeah, oh, right. Come on. You give me $1,000. Guess what's happening? 500 go down into my bank account, but 500 pays for a whole bottle of Everclear and some punch. That's, well, like, a, that's like a DT's. 
They're like, yeah, I got a thousand bucks for you, but you can only use half of oh, it. Oh, boo. It's got to go to a charity. Charity. You know what they should have done was given $150,000 to the students and then given $150,000 to a charity just mm-hmm. to say, hey, we already did this for you. Enjoy your thousand bucks. Listen, how uh, when you were 20, well, this is a community college, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Rox- most Roxbury, kids getting yeah. out of there are probably, say, 20 years old. Right. Uh-huh. When you were 20. Trying to go back that far uh, in your memory. Did you give a frog's fat ass about any charity back in the age of 20? Absolutely not. Me neither. Really? And that's, I wouldn't care. So if you're telling me, uh, here's a thousand bucks, but the catch is half of it has to go to a charity, I would find, I would create my own charity of which I would be secretly named. It would be like a, like a, like a phony bank account and that money would eventually come back to me. It's illegal. It's totally illegal, but I would do it. Well, speaking of charitable events in Chicopee yesterday, you had uh, local organizations coming together for a community fashion show in order to collect diapers for low-income families. WIC, Valley Opportunity Council, and Tufts Health Plan joining together to host Runway for Diapers at the Castle of Knights yesterday. That sounds fun. Yeah, to collect the diapers, they had a fashion show along with a dance performance. Kids were able to show off their modeling talent and their poise through their performances as the families cheered on and every person at the event donated a pack of diapers to help local diaper banks. I didn't realize there was a diaper bank, but there is apparently. Did they have like elderly people coming out in adult diapers and modeling them off? I don't know. We'll see why not. Didn't say. Maybe. Here comes Gladys. Right down the runway. Look at her. What does she smell like? Depends. Yeah, hey, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Actually, if I were a parent right now, I'd, I'd probably want the formula over diapers. Right. Well, there is a push for that as well, and the stories about that later we can dig, dig into in the next news because it is a huge shortage. I've been yeah. to the store. I've looked on the shelves just out of curiosity. I don't need any baby formula, at least not that I know of. No, but you're not that but far away empty. from needing soft food. Yeah, exactly. Neither am I. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I've seen a lot of things online of these recipes for your, for homemade formula. Mm-hmm. A, lot of do- a lot of doctors are warning you against doing that. Okay. Uh, very specifically against doing that, especially some of these recipes that are like 100 years old. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. That's disgusting to try to make your own vat. Yeah. Let it, it be done by a vat and some kind of thing in a factory. Sometimes the best nutrition we yeah. can get comes from machinery and chemicals. Good old-fashioned chemicals. It's, sure. it's like eating steak. Yep. Like, uh, I know how the cow gets killed. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it butchered up. I just want to enjoy the deliciousness and not think about the life that yeah, was sacrificed. Nothing insensitive about that at all, So Steve. I could eat a T-bone steak. Yeah, that's right. We may have some severe thunderstorms later this afternoon, so bear that in mind as you schedule your day. It's uh, Excuse me, Dave. It's, yep. it's thunder boom booms. Thunder boom booms. That's yeah. the technical term. You're mm-hmm. right. No, yeah. it's not. Don't, you, don't, don't <laughs> provoke him. I'm not a meteorologist. I'm just a DJ. It's 642 with back Stephen Dave. We talked about Billie Jean King swatting balls out into the crowd at the commencement ceremonies for Springfield College. We've got a different kind of balls coming up next in the Mass Hat. Straight ahead on Rock 102. The Rock 102 Golf Club is on sale now. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 649 and the Eagles with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Uh, highs in the low 80s today and uh, the greatest chance of severe thunderstorms from mid to late afternoon. 
Hey, uh, very, very quickly, uh, very excited about uh, this on Baxi's Musical uh, Podcast this week. Uh-huh. My special guest is Bob Mould of Husker Du, one of the giants of American alternative music. He's going to be coming to the Hawks and Reed Performing Arts Center this Sunday in Greenfield uh, for a, a solo electric show. Uh, and uh, that interview uh, is now the second time I've talked to him. Uh, is available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or on rock102.com. Make sure you listen to it. It's a really, really good interview from one of the more important uh, musical artists of the last 40 years. So that's available on rock102.com. So you already have this interview, as we say, in the can. It's in the can. And, and um, talk to him on Friday. Could not have been cooler. Nice. And it's his second right. interview, as you said, mm-hmm. with him. Did he remember you from the first time? Did you he guys did. reminisce a little bit? Did he you, did. You know, okay. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, I'm offended by that term. In Which, the can. Yeah. I like it in the can. Yeah, I do too. But you like uh, it in the can. Yeah, you know, when really? somebody else is using it for to promote a guest uh, to say in the can. Well, I'm, I'm not saying it to to add any reference. Uh, I just say it is that it was recorded on Friday mm-hmm. and uh, it is now available today on all of those many platforms. All right, well, but forward to that. if you would like me to to, uh, to share with you or uh, to him mm-hmm. that uh, you like the interview in the can, yes. then I will let him know. Yeah. Would yeah. not be that hard for me to, to pass that information. Oh, and other stuff in the can <clears throat> is good, too. Like, a, you know, an occasional beer. I like it's spotted good. dick in a can. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I bet you do. Yeah. I, I remember we did. Well, there, that is an actual delicacy, I think, right? Oh, it's spotted a, it's dick. A it's very, a, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pudding. Yes. Yeah. Bet you can't eat just one. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, there's my girl Jillian again. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. Are we done? No, we're done. With all yeah, that? No, no, no we're done. We're ready to go. Here we go. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. We're talking about Billie Jean King swatting tennis balls out into the crowd yesterday at the Springfield College commencement ceremonies. So we got a story about a different kind of balls here, and this also relates to the story we had about the ashes that somebody here locally had in the toy, the stuffed toy, yeah, remember yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. yeah, which was returned, by the yes, way. Yes, good news. Well, similar, in Austin, Texas, somebody stole a woman's gazing balls. Do you know what gazing balls are? Hmm. It's the first wow. time. I, I I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just reading this. Do you guys um, have any idea what gazing balls are? Are these like the uh, the lawn ornaments yes. that you gaze at? Yes. And you say, my, what impressive balls. Yes. How did you know that? Because, uh, Dave, I uh, know a thing or two about gazing balls. Wait, what are they? they so they're the decorative glass spheres. Oh, that, like the things it, in a garden. Yes. So it's okay. like a little pillar. Yes. And then you got this ball. All right. right. And you can look at it and gaze into the uh, into the ball. And I'd some like Jillian Andrews to well, gaze she, into my balls. Yeah. You can gaze at her all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I have my back to the television here, so I can't see what these guys are seeing. I'll give you updates, Dave. Very, very good. Keep them coming. Uh, as for the gazing balls, some people believe that they have other benefits other than just decorative. Some people believe they ward off evil and bring good luck. But a homeowner in Austin, Texas named Gail Hines caught somebody stealing her gazing balls on her ring camera last week. The thief got away, but in the footage, <clears throat> you can see and hear him collecting the various gazing balls and driving away. Hmm. The big problem is these particular gazing balls happen to contain the ashes of Gail's parents. 
See, why would you leave that in a gazing bowl? Outside, right? I don't I know. know. I don't understand. Well, they're that. protected, I guess. I don't know. Well, you like around Christmas time. You yep. like uh, you ever have uh, kissing balls? No. You like kissing balls? No. You don't like them? No. Even around Christmas time? No. I don't know what that means. I, I, well, I mean, is it, they're decorative. You hang them? Kissing balls? Yeah. Are they, they kind of like, uh, what's that, holly? No, what's the well, thing? The, that you mistletoe. Mean the mistletoe? Mistletoe? Is it's, that what it's very similar to mistletoe, okay. but but rather than just you know, hang a, like a mistletoe uh, leaf uh, up up in your, over your door, don't here know. you're kissing, you got kissing balls. Never we heard don't, of it. We don't kiss under the mistletoe in my house. We kiss under the influence. That's un, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. You know, people love kissing balls. I right. love kissing balls. Mm-hmm. Do don't mind it myself. All right. Yeah. Well, so you have them around the house at Christmas time then. I hardly ever take them down. You and your kissing balls. Yeah. I suppose if you have your gazing balls outside in the garden, you could you would take them in during the wintertime anyway, because otherwise they would like freeze and maybe shatter. So probably she brings them in during the wintertime, right? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I know I like to have mine in an indoor space, protected from the elements. Well, in this case, her parents died during the pandemic. So she had the ashes put inside a couple of them custom gazing balls, and they were among the ones stolen. Apparently, she had like a whole garden full of these gazing balls. She put all of the ashes in there? I, yeah. That seems uh, a little irresponsible. Well, yeah. uh, the thief, by the way, still on the run, and Gail Hines is desperate to get her parents' ashes back. So she's set up a special Gmail account. If you got any information, it's southaustingazingballs at gmail.com. I hope find them right here in the Bay State. Yeah, I hope someone finds this woman's balls. Yeah, right? That's horrible. Uh, What? No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Do you have any of your ashes? And I know you've had some folks in your family pass away, and I don't know if you do or not. Yeah, the only one I have is my wife. Uh, Everybody else that I know was buried. Yeah. Uh, But but the ashes are still, like, there's quite a bit of them left. Okay. We've taken a little, you know, for different memorial purposes and things like that, Mm -hmm. but in little bits, like, not, it's not like you're taking a, Ice cream scoop and making right, a no. Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's a, not although like not like you're waffle balling it. Although it is a little bit, it's like a it's like a bowl of grape nuts. You know that's how crunchy it is. It's a little really? gritty, huh? Um, but it, uh, yeah, I I would never put all of them in one place, gotcha. which seems kind of careless if you're gonna try to save your ashes because you think you'd want to spread them in different places. You know. So where do where do you keep them then? May I ask? Uh, my kids, uh, it's in an urn. Okay, and uh, they take urn turns. So one hmm. uh, month one kid has it, and then oh. the other month the other kid. Has urn it. turns. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. was in my room for a while. Her sleep number was a thirty-five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't let go. Yeah. Sorry. No. Did you want to give a plug officially <laughs> since you started the sleep what? number plug there? I know you work for can sleep she, number. I, I think they, they already got enough yeah. money out of me today. <laughs> They're a little expensive, but can she really afford <laughs> a restless night eternal sleep? Yes, yeah. I mean, if you're not getting a restless <laughs> night sleep, you are not doing your body any favors. You want that lifelong slumber? You pick a number from sleep number bed. There you go. It's a sleep slumber bed. Glad you got that in. It's coming up on 657 with back Steve and Dave. We've got the 102 second sports next. And then we got Scott Cohen coming up in the next hour to talk all sorts of sports on Rock 102. It's 710. With back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Are you all right, Scott? Me? 
Yeah. I'm, yeah, why? I'm fine. Why, why are you sitting there and not saying anything? Well, because I'm waiting to be introduced. Yeah. Oh. What, <laughs> he's a, a, what he's a, a big star, man. Yeah, what I mean, prof- come on, man. All right, well, here we, here we go. I drove all the way down here just to, like, just start talking. Well, let me wind up for you, okay? <laughs> here we go. <laughs> what an impressive delight and awe-inspiring oh. moment well. it is to welcome back our very dear friend, Dave Ratner on Wednesday. But until then, Scott Cohen. But in the meantime, I'll take, hey, I'll, I'll play second fiddle to Dave Ratner. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Welcome. Thank you. There's loads to talk about Good today, to see you obviously. guys. Yeah, you bet. Uh, game seven galore yesterday. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not normally a big uh, game seven guy. In fact, I, I hate a game seven. Oh, man. Because I... the anxiety of a game seven yep. is... Uh, you just can't take it. I just, I can't take it. But... Man, you got it. I mean, let's talk about the Celtics first because first, I because to me, this feels like a championship season yep. in this postseason. The way they're playing and the way they man, I mean, manhandling Brooklyn was one thing. Now you're manhandling the defending champions and you're shutting down uh, the two-time MVP, the best player on the planet, maybe the best player on the planet, and argue and and, and you know <clears throat> Kevin Durant before that. This is just one of those teams where it just starts to feel like you know what this is a familiar feeling to Celtics fans, and I hate to to to, to jinx anything, but it does kind of have that same mystique about well, it. Well, plus the other remaining teams. They ain't nothing special, I don't think. No, but you know, I mean, Miami is there. They're yeah. there because yeah. they've they've earned it. Um, and so, you know, yes to everything you said, Bax. But as as Dave just alluded to, there's still a long way between here and there. But I I think what what really got me about the um, the Milwaukee series was. Remember back, you know, at, at the beginning, at the in the new year, just when you know the the, the turn of January, um, there were these guys were struggling. They were on the ropes, and they were actually there was actually conversations about saying, "Are Jason Tatum and J- Jalen Brown really going to be the future of?" Uh, this organization they had been together for a little while and it just was not working out like Mm -hmm. at all and then the the turnaround that they've that they've managed to put together and the way they're playing now it's almost mind-boggling yeah i mean there's to me there's no question that uh you know this is this is something they build on for the next couple of years oh man absolutely and you know and the big thing with with this is the um when you start talking about the bit players that um, you know that fill in the holes. Everybody played great yesterday. Grant Williams, you know, uh, uh, what seven threes? Uh, Peyton Pritchard knocked down some some big shots. Oh, yeah. Marcus Smart, Macus. I'll tell you what, that guy, that guy has been a two-legged nuclear disaster right? these last few games. He basically gave the game away the other night because sure he just was like, you know, flailing and throwing the ball everywhere. And he even did, did it a little bit yesterday. Yeah. So they need to, they cannot let that guy all he needs to do is give the ball to somebody else. It's yeah, like, man. please, I'm begging you. Well, plus, he's, he's a, doing all. He's got the green hair. That's all he really needs. That's all he right? needs. That's all he needs. D- defensive player of the year. Yes. Right. With just green do, hair. Just do the defensive thing. That's but it. yeah, the Celtics look just awesome. Can't I can't wait for the for tomorrow night. Yeah. You've, it's it's always kind of cool when you're starting to see excitement about Celtics basketball. I don't know. Happens every right every uh, fifteen years or so. Mm-hmm. But uh, this, I I'm telling you, I I. 
I feel really good about this right and, now. And buddy, unlike, unlike you getting back to the game seven thing, I freaking love that. Me I want to milk every no. single ounce Four I can. And out. That's what I want. Oh, I want no, a four man. Game no. sweep and out. I need seven excruciating no, games. No, I don't need that. I need. I don't need to be wrung <laughs> out and put <laughs> out to dry. Speaking of uh, of which, the, uh, the the Bruins lost. Came up short. Came yeah. up short against the uh, the Hurricanes. Uh, yeah, a lot of questions about what's going to happen now with Patrice Bergeron. He's 36. Six, they're going on 37. Yeah, going yeah. on 37. Um, yeah, and he's saying it's too early to tell. What's what's your sense about that? Well, it's like al- almost the entire season. It seemed like you know he he said he wasn't interested in talking to them about a contract. Uh, so you know uh, that's um, that indicates that he's not going to be back in a Bruins uniform next year if he does indeed decide to go play one more year someplace else. But you know the guy guy's been a, a just a class act, a perennial. Uh, one of the best um, defensive forwards in the game. Uh, just, I mean, he he's been he's been the centerpiece of of the of Bruins team we've known since they won the Cup back in 2011. So I don't think he's coming back coming back to Boston, but he may do a Zdeno Chara thing where he goes and you know cashes a paycheck and goes and plays someplace else. Charo, yeah. I love Charo. Yeah, love no, Charo. Yeah, coochie yeah. coochie. Yeah, coochie no, I like yeah. that too. Coochie coochie. Well, you know, Ray Bork did the same thing uh, yeah. too, and I and I hated seeing that. Yeah, I, mean, I love if, Bjork. She was great. <laughs> yeah. in the, the no, sugar B- cube. Bjork. Is it is it Bjork? And Bjork. 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 Okay. Like beyond uh, Bjorn Borg. Bjorn yeah, Borg. Yeah, right. Hey. Exactly. Same thing. Different country. But uh, but you know, I I hate seeing that. I hate seeing a guy leave just to win a championship and then. Come back to town with a Stanley Cup in his hands. Hey, look, Bruins fans, look what I done. Yeah, well, yeah, it's I hate, like I hate seeing it. I mean, I'm glad you know Ray yep. Bork got his championship when that happened. But I don't. I you know, it's a it's a, it doesn't feel right. But if he does, he's going to go. He'll go find a contender that's missing that one. You know, last piece. <clears throat> excuse me, piece, and be like a 65 percenter, and you know, just you know, give give his experience and his talent, and try to win one more cup. Since we're so, talking about uh, hockey, the Springfield Thunderbirds advanced. Yeah, I, uh, I was. Uh, I always like coming down here and getting my uh, Thunderbird update uh, from Dave. Well, yeah, you were asking me about the venue for yesterday's yeah, game. I sat there and I, I read this morning. It's like they won with seven six, right? Yes, uh, for the sweep. Yes. at the Mohegan Sun Arena, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah, it's a similar named arena in Wilkesbury, right? Because they got, the, I guess they got the same Native Americans in that region of the country. So yeah, that's the arena that they play in. The Penguins of Wilkesbury slash Scranton. Right. So either way, impressive with a sweep, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, yeah. Now, and now it goes on to a, a seven game series. I yes, believe correct. The winner of either Charlotte or Bridgeport. Charlotte is ahead in that series, two games to one. So we'll know fairly soon. Who, uh, who Springfield is going to yeah, play. And that's it, a five-game series, so it could be over uh, very very quickly here. It would be nice for them to play uh, Bridgeport, just up and down 91. Yeah. So that would be cool. And Bridgeport's got a great arena, too, right on the water. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, the Red Sox are in last place in the AL East. You know, is it over by season over? I don't know. I mean, no, it, it's it, mathematically it is not over. It's I know o- that, it's, but... You know what? No, it's over. It's over. <laughs> I agree with you, Scott. It's I over. Mean, yes. Well, I mean, if, if you're going to apply mathematics and science, I'm well, I'm the last guy you should be referring like, to. But, but... How about heart and soul? It's like they're just they're terrible. They're they, terrible. They are absolutely rudderless. Rudder. They're terrible. Everything about that team is 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 dreadful. Yep. 
Oh, um, oh, where is the, oh, my favorite team. They're so awesome. Even if they're in the slums, they're so I good. sat there yesterday watching that Celtic, <laughs> that Celtic game, and I'm like, please, I'm begging you guys, don't make the only thing for us to pay attention to for the next four months, right? the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. That, I'm just, just not ready for that. A Yankee fan hurt my feelings. Well, Steve, that's happened many, many times. Times in the past, and your hurtful barbs just bounce off my barrel chest. And, and buddy, the Yankees are just crushing. I it. know it's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> this is uh, this is like going back into the mid '90s. They have by far the best record in baseball, and uh, Judge and um, Stanton, uh, and uh, they got Donaldson. Uh, uh, it's ah, uh, that's mm. like mur- it's like Murderer's Row revisited. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I grew up in New York, so I mean, I don't, I don't, I I grew up being a Yankee fan, and I. And I don't, you know, I don't hate them like Red Sox fans do. But this that team is so good. If you can get past the Red Sox-Yankee hatred and just enjoy what they're going to accomplish uh. this year, because that's, that's going to be a runaway freight train from between now and October. Mm-hmm. Scotty, how long have we known each other? Too long. 28 years, almost 27 years Too or so? long. Yes. I'm a Red Sox fan since the very day I was born. Yes. I'm never getting, I'm never going to get <laughs> over that grudge. Can't, 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 never, can't go there, Baxi. Ain't never going to happen. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Even though you won in spectacular fashion back in 2004 in the playoffs, you still can't get rid of the hatred. All well, you, I need. I mean, you, you couldn't have topped that for a. You, you can agree with me, Scott. You're going to top that championship, that win for the. You know, to advance into the World Series against the Yankees, that was probably the best thing that happened to the Red Sox. Oh, when they were still not happy about it. Well, of course not. Opening day in 2005, uh, they played. They opened up against the Yankees at Fenway, and the Sox, you know, big celebration for winning the World Series in 04. Mm -hmm. And when Mariano Rivera blew a couple of games in 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 that in that uh, ALCS, very best days of my life. He got. Rivera got a standing ovation from the Red Sox fans and it's one of those things if you look it up on YouTube and he had like an ear to ear smile because they were giving him the business even even Red Sox fans forgave then you need to get over it. No, 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 no. That's not what happened. So you're oh. misinterpreting the standing ovation. We were standing we were standing and applauding because he screwed up of the course. game. It was like, of course. Thank you, Mariana, yeah. for, uh, for, for, for blowing that game. Of course. Thank you so much. Well, you need to you need to get the get the fellowship and the brotherhood thing going God with the Yankees this Listen, year. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'll be 56 this year. I'm not going, I'm not going back in my age right now. It's, I'm, too, I'm too rooted. Test set in your ways. Uh, Absolutely. Talking right. to Scott Cohen on Rock 102. Uh, moving ahead to the second leg of the Triple Crown, uh, getting your recipe ready for the Black-Eyed Susan. Instead of the mint julep for the Kentucky Derby, it's the black-eyed Susan for the Preakness. Um, I will uh, stick to um, uh, dirty uh, martinis. I like more of the clean thing than the sweet thing. But well, this yeah. is not that sweet. It's got whiskey and stuff in it. It's what, uh, well, when you say stuff, what's in it? Uh, it's got whiskey, sweet vermouth, Benedictine, and bitters. Apparently, the black-eyed Susan yep. is the Preakness cocktail. Yeah. Yikes! Benedictine. Yep. Yeah, that's right. What is it? I don't know. It's like a. It's a. It's a. It's a liqueur. It's a sweet. Like, sweet yeah, like liqueur. a simple syrup. No, no liqueur. It's oh, got liqueur. booze in it, yeah. but it's, it's sweet. It. Yeah, but so, so anyway. but they they've pulled Rich Strike out of the uh, they have out of it, and and and, and <clears throat> you know if there I'm sure there are many race fans that are bothered by that. But if I'm the owner of that house uh, of that horse, and that horse just won an eighty to one shot at the Kentucky Derby, uh, 
it never has more leverage for stud fees <laughs> than it has right this very moment. If it goes into the Preakness and loses, that horse is going to be seen as a fluke. But right now, that horse seems like absolute money in the bank. That's so, why you don't run them. Yeah, well, they this this was their this was their plan from uh, from like the very beginning. Yeah, I think we you know I, I you know guys I covered horse racing for years, mm-hmm. and um, you know some certain horses are bred for certain distances, and you know um, when they ran in the excuse me ran in the Kentucky Derby, none of those horses have ever run that distance before. You saw I saw that aerial shot that you talked about. All, yeah, I watched it like four or five times. It's amazing. This past week i gotta tell you man that's one of the most amazing things i've ever seen so obviously Mm -hmm. you know he that's a horse that comes off the pace to win he comes from behind that's what he did in the derby and that's what horses do in in the belmont because it's a mile and a half it's the longest race and the preakness is a is a little bit of a sprint so this is what they had planned to do all along and I give them a lot of credit for sticking to their plan, and but it really sucks that we're that there's like not going to be any shot of having a triple crown winner this yeah. year because he's just not going to compete. But if you bought that horse for thirty thousand dollars, thirty thousand bucks, price they spent yep. to buy that horse, and you hire the Kentucky Derby winner with the biggest upset in in Derby history, history. you're going to be making thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars a day studying that house, yep. uh, that horse. It's as simple as well, that. well. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, oh, you kidding me? Your stud fee. What, what do they get for you? Let's, let's say I'm very yeah. dinner, dinner, and a <laughs> dinner and a back rub. That, that's about it. But, yes. uh, and he's going to be coming up from behind too. If hey, 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 if he wins, if he wins the Derby and then can come back with the bookend and win uh, the Belmont, he'll 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 take his place in history because everybody thinks what he did in the Derby is a fluke. I don't think so. Um, hmm. He was that that comeback man was just amazing. It was surgical. And I, mean, I, the I only way to put it. I didn't appreciate it when I was here last Monday, but going back and looking at it up close, I I, I mean I've seen a lot. I've never seen anything like that. It's amazing, amazing. And, yet he, and, and now, the owner is going to be wallowing in money for the rest of his days. No doubt. Hey, Scott, get the hell out of here. All right. <laughs> hey, hey P, uh, PGA this week. Yes. Second major. Yes. Tigers playing. Yes. Phil's, um, Phil's not. Phil's not. Mm. So hopefully we'll talk about Tiger Bye. Woods next Monday. Okay. Bye, sports guys. Whoops. Got Bye, unending conversation. Gotta go. Bye. Gotta go. Bye. It's good to see you. You guys too. <laughs> it's 725 with back Stephen Davis. Scott Cohen to Rock 102. Feel the warmth. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. It's 732 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Uh, Yankee Homes Memorial Day sale all month long. Get $1,400 off plus free safety bars and custom shelving called Yankee Home right now. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Well, Mayor Dom Sarno's out for the count just a little bit at least. He's resting at home because he tested positive for COVID-19. You know, got to get better to uh, tap the uh, tap the keg on Friday. You mean COVID-19 tested positive for Dom Dom. That's yeah. what happened. <laughs> yeah, the meeting of those two. Dom wins, I guess, most of the time, but he's got to stay at home and wait this thing out. You know, lots of cases springing up around Springfield. And Mr. Sarno, one of them testing positive as the result of one of those PCR at-home tests. He's been busy recently, of course, giving news conferences. He was at a T-Birds game as well, but he was unable to make the pancake breakfast on Saturday. That's too bad. 
That's his favorite event. But you know what? A lot of people did. It was a very well-attended pancake breakfast. Well, perfect, perfect weather for yep, pancakes. Sure. But was it the world's largest pancake breakfast? It's quite large. Got a couple of incidents of uh, car vandalism. One of them in Springfield. Hundreds of tires slashed on transport vans in Indian Orchard at Youth on the Move in Springfield. Tires were slashed on more than 55 of the company's vans. Happened sometime in the last 24 hours. This is breaking news at westernmassnews.com. That's a jerk move. Some of the vans had one tire completely slashed, while others had all four tires slashed. One of the workers that Western Mass News spoke with was the first to find the damage. It happened around 4.30 this morning. 55 vans were slashed. You realize how much work that is to slash a tire? They were discovered at 4.30 this morning? I think they were probably discovered, but that's probably when they get the buses ready and the vans ready yeah. and all that stuff. That's when it says that this yeah, guy got it, to the facility around 4.30 in the morning. Huh, that's weird. I, you would think that uh, that's the time of the morning that all the... When I drive by the... I drive by a bus station for the Hilltowns for the school kids. Right. At like, you know, what is that, 4.30 in the morning? Mm-hmm. They're all just getting there. You know, I think in the winter they're probably there earlier to warm the bus up because I sure. think you got to do that. But uh, that's uh, that's that takes a lot of balls to do that. And you, yeah. it sounds like there's more than one person involved. It would have to be more than one. I mean, 55 vehicles. You, know, you would get really tired after like four or five of them. Right, yeah. or unless he's setting a, a Guinness World Record for him, one guy. Maybe he's trying to do that. Who knows? Yeah, because what are you thinking at like uh, – Tire puncture number 26, let's just say. Uh, I got like, how many did you say? Uh, 55. 55. 55. I only got uh, 23 more to go. Uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, (laughs) Do I really want to finish it all? This is is exhausting. I didn't really think this. This is a hell of a way to get a day off. And my my knife is starting to dull. Yeah. Yeah. Youth on the Move, by the way, provides transportation for hundreds each day across the state, even as far as New Hampshire and Connecticut. But now with the vandalism, you know, they're unable to bring the type of service that they typically are able to provide. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you'd have to probably work with other bus companies and, and transportation companies in order to, you know, <clears throat> replace your fleet. Another car incident that I mentioned, uh, the... Agawam Police Department urging residents to lock their vehicles. According to cops, on Friday morning alone, the department, uh, department reported six breaking and entering instances and two stolen vehicles in Agawam. Police saying all six vehicles that were broken into were left unlocked. So there's the key. Lock your car, right? The two stolen vehicles had the keys inside. I don't know why anybody does that anymore. Leave, I've never leave, done that. Leave your door unlocked. Or the, or, the, or the keys and the visor. I've never, ever done that. Well, I mean, uh, when I was a teenager, I mean, we lived in a very rural area of upstate New York. Like, very rural. Like, it, you had to travel at least 20 minutes to get to any kind of civilization. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we left the keys in the car there. Yep. It's just, it was just one of those things that you just did, and then all of a sudden, when crime starts hitting these these areas mm-hmm. then you tend to lock your car like now i lock my car every night yeah see like i mean i grew up in the same kind of town you did it was like you know a town right. of eight thousand people houses are like a quarter mile apart but yet hey, i would never have left I, my keys in the car i 
it's it was happening in our town maybe a year and a half ago when I had a text from the neighbor saying, "Hey, make sure your doors are locked because uh, there was people breaking in to some of the vehicles in town." Yeah. Happens everywhere. Meantime, we talked about a, a car running over some cemetery gravestones in Boston a couple of weeks ago. We had a car crash into a cemetery on Allen Street this morning, two o'clock in the morning. 22 News reporting on it, saying they saw the car on its side before a tow truck was called in to flip it over and take it out of there. I saw them flipping the car back over. Single vehicle crash, Polish cemetery, 436 bodies recovered. Come on, man. <laughs> they may have already been there. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. I think so. <clears throat> I mean, cemetery. you can fit a lot of people into a, a vault. Where Where is this uh, cemetery? Allen Street. Allen Street. Okay. Well, I don't know. There's... I don't know where on there's a there, there's a couple of cemeteries. It's, it wasn't the big one. It's not the big one. That's Parker Street anyway, down on the other end. Uh, That's the big one. Yes. Yeah. Even still, man. I mean, you know, was it was it accidental? I mean, was this like a medical situation, or was someone just being a real jerk? Very it, little information it, from Twenty Two News on that. Because I hope someone wasn't just being a big jerk. Yeah. Well, this is just breaking as of this morning, so maybe we'll have more information on this as the show continues today. Yeah. yeah. Meantime, a massive tree fell on a roof at an apartment complex in West Springfield late last week. Now lots of people are left without a place to live. Yeah, one tree took out about six units, according to West Springfield Fire Lieutenant Tony Spear. Fire officials saying six families displaced from their homes Van Dean Avenue apartment complex when the massive tree fell and left a hole in the roof. Damn. Yeah, Spear saying to Western Mass News that Tree crews worked throughout the day on Friday last week to clear the fallen tree at Van Dean Manor Apartments. I'm going to go out on a limb here <laughs> and say that's some heavy damage. Yeah. Yes, you can go out on a limb. If we get to the root of the problem. I think it's about time you leave. Mm. Oh, oh, hey. There you go. I, sure. uh, your bark is bigger than your bite. Ooh, <laughs> Listen to you. That? Yeah, well, yeah. I'll punch you right in the trunk. How far can they go, folks? Is that it? That's it. Are you tapped? Yeah, we're done. All right. Tapped. He, he's, huh. Now he's in on oh, it. Like, see? Oh, see what that? I did there? Tree, uh -huh. Right for syrup. Uh-huh. Hey, Bay State Noble Hospital announcing it has received $74,000 in state grants, and they're going to use that money to beef up their opioid and substance abuse treatment programs. Oh, I thought they were using it to pay off the lawsuits that they get on a weekly oh, basis. Oh, come on, Steve. That's a little... That's all mean, I think. So, somebody needed a settlement. <laughs> is it mean, Dave? It or is. is it just the truth? I don't know. Hey, the Dakin Humane Society held 5K and 2K walk yesterday, excuse me, Saturday, to raise money for the services it provides to animals in need. The event was titled, We'll Walk for Cookies. It brought hundreds to Stanley Park in Westfield. And the goal was to get some of these dogs that need good homes and find them placement. And cookies. And cookies, yeah. Well, we heard about the cookies with Cookie Monster last week that were, you know, yeah, that's for a, some other thing, but... He was freebasing cookie dough inside mm -hmm. that bathroom stall. All right. They caught him. Hey, police in Florida's Monroe County say a sedan was spotted speeding earlier in the morning. An officer attempted to flag down the car using his lights and sirens, but the car continued before stopping at an intersection. The driver, a 19-year-old named Janiah Douglas, was arrested... And her excuse for behaving that way in the car and getting arrested was...
getting arrested was on her bucket list. Well, and I this guess is how she wanted to do it. Yes, that Listen, was what I, that was the excuse she gave. I guess if you set your goals, yeah, that's what you want. Does it your bucket list? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have one, if mm-hmm. you've actually sat down and say these are my bucket list items, right? Getting arrested would not be on my uh, my top priority list. I would think I, I would do everything I could to not get arrested. Well, you think maybe she was just saying that in order to curry favor and maybe make the cops laugh? Oh, that's pretty funny. Okay, we'll just give you a warning. Well, I mean, if you've if you've been uh, busted for an arrestable offense, it mm-hmm. doesn't really matter how good the story is. I guess. You still committed a crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only put getting arrested on my bucket list after I had gotten arrested because I'm like, okay, well, I did this, so that would be part of a bucket list. Yeah, but you didn't you didn't say prior to getting arrested. I really wish I could get arrested. No, prior to what's getting guy, arrested. What's the guy got to do to get arrested in this town? Prior to getting arrested, the question was, uh, can you say the alphabet? Alphabet! <laughs> Is that how far you got? That's about how far I got. Really? What were I... you? Went, so I was a D, a D has uh, one of them? Yeah, thing I, or... uh, not, not very proud of it. Yeah, I got, right. uh, was uh, probably 10 days before my 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was driving home. Well, I don't know if you consider it driving, but I was going home. <laughs> Motoring. And uh, I uh, I got pulled over. Yeah, okay. And uh, then I was asked to step out of the vehicle. And uh, you know what? I should really bring in that police report and read it because- Sounds good. It's described as me getting out of the vehicle with my fly down, <laughs> as if the man was Seriously? suggesting I was- Feeding baloney to the Smurfs as I was driving. Well, didn't you just say was it Friday or Thursday that you didn't realize that the little tab on the on the uh, the zipper needs to be pushed down yeah, to prevent right, such to a thing? It, yes. Well, and I'm guessing in my inebriated state, I somewhere got out to go to the bathroom. Hmm. Well, that could, that's perfectly uh, plausible. But yeah, uh, not to bring that in for sure. I should bring yes. it. I should bring that. Oh, the in. laughs. And uh oh, the laughs, the laughs that we could have from that. It it was uh it was a very embarrassing moment in in my life. All the more reason for you to bring that for um, show and tell. Absolutely. Coming up next and now hear this, a video has gone viral encouraging children to swear a lot. We'll explain that, plus an actress making an admission on the Drew Barrymore show and SNL covering something of interest over the weekend as well. All that straight ahead on Rock 102. Is your old best? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 750. And Boston with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. A little greedy there, wanting more than a feeling. I mean, come on. What do you want, for crying out loud? Um, 70 million seventy million copies sold. That would be a good thing. Right? Well, they got that. Uh, later on this morning, we'll have tickets to the uh, the Mayfest, which is coming up this weekend at the uh, the Fortin Student Prince. I'm going to be there on uh, Friday, tapping the keg, and then uh, enjoying everything that they have to do at the Student Prince. So that's, uh, that's coming up a little bit later on this morning. And next hour, we're going to be talking to uh, Ryan Smith, the play-by-play guy for the Springfield Thunderbirds. Now, when you say tapping the keg, now, do you, you actually have a a duty that you have to actually physically <laughs> Judy, tap. I got a duty. Well, we all take. A, see, it's not an easy thing to do, uh, and we all kind of we all take a shot at it. Okay. So, so you get a hammer, right, or yeah. a big giant mallet, right, and then you try to knock the uh, the tap. Okay. Off the this keg of beer. Okay. Usually a Maybach, all which right. is delicious and very strong, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it, typically. The mayor takes a couple of whacks at it. I think uh, Richie Neal's taking a couple of whacks at it. Mm. Uh, 
Uh, Rudy Scherf, uh, rest his uh, rest his soul, uh, used to uh, be the only one who could do it. Huh. And then I would take a few whacks. Yeah. At it. And then uh, so whoever opens it, that's okay. It's oh. all part of a big. Uh, all right. Of a big to do. I've and never then, seen that happen before. Maybe I'll show up and watch. Yeah. You you you, you <laughs> knock the stopper off the keg. Gotcha. Go spraying all over the place, okay. and then and officially uh, Mayfest begins. Whoa! Somebody got the money shot from the spotting. Yeah. That's what Dom Dom says. That's that's right. The money spotting. Yeah. So, somebody exactly got it. the money spotting. Dom Dom sprayed it everywhere. Well, maybe he'll be done with that COVID-19 by that time. Let's hope so. Sprayed it with my Thor hammer. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Uh, Weather today, highs in the low 80s, probably some severe thunderstorms from mid to late afternoon. Now hear this. Now hear this. It's just the normal noises in here. You hear me? You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one from... Siobhan Landry. She's an author, a motivational speaker, and a mom of six. And she's got a new safety hack for your children. It's gone viral on TikTok. It's all about teaching your kids to swear. If somebody tries to kidnap them or pull them away from their family, don't just scream. I need them to yell out every single curse word they could possibly think of. If you're at a playground or something like that and you hear a child scream, that's not really alarming to you. But if you hear a child yelling out every single curse word, you're going to stop mid-conversation and say, hold on, and look to see what's going on with this child. Why is this child cursing like that? So there you go, Steve. Your kids, you can teach them to swear now, apparently. You know what? Uh, First of all, Every response from now on is going to start with "Now hear this." Now hear this. <laughs> okay, uh, I agree with this lady a hundred percent. Okay, because she's right. I don't know how many times I've heard my kids scream, you know, and it's nothing. It's just kids right. screaming, right? And it almost, you know, sometimes they're like blood curdling screams. Mm-hmm. What's the matter? Oh, nothing. Please. Feel like it yeah, right. But well, when, when and now hear this: when they're screaming like uh, <laughs> like like right. like maniacs, yeah. and they're and they and they're with foul language. The lady's right. Everyone's going to turn their heads. And go, what is going on with that? Yeah. Well, on I, the other hand, I will say uh, now hear this: my kids at their age, <laughs> they all swear like drunken sailors. I don't, I don't know if we need to say it every time. We just need to say it once. You start at the point. Oh, so okay. you say okay. now hear this, and then you speak your point. You don't have to keep saying. See, now, I didn't hear, hear that. Oh. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Well, now, but now that the it's rules not are a set, Steve Miller song. You only need to say it once. Well, okay. Now hear this from me. One of the other worst things you can hear out of your kids is silence. Yeah, right. That's, uh, yeah, that's they say that the yeah. uncomfortable yeah. silence. Yeah, that's called yeah. being a teenager. Yeah, right. So anyway, there you go. Siobhan Landry saying, "Teach your kids to swear if they're in trouble I somewhere." You I know? don't think kids need to be taught by you how to swear. Pretty sure they, if you know, they already know the words. They just don't want to say them in front of you. They hear them on, on the schoolyard all the time. Clip number two from actress Jessica Biel on the Drew Barrymore show. I eat and drink coffee in the shower and the tub, and my husband can't stand it. Eats and drinks while showering. Now, drinking I've done before in the shower. Yeah. I don't know if I eat in the shower, though. I mean, the sandwich is going to get wet. I mean, like, I don't know. Now, hear this. Yeah, okay. If Jessica Biel were in my house, mm-hmm. I'd let her drink whatever the hell she wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wherever she wanted and however she wanted. Uh, you know, my shower, I, I like to, I like to do all kinds of things in there. I like to well, you enjoy that salad you were eating uh, earlier. 
<laughs> well, yeah, this is delicious. Where did you make it? Oh, I, I washed it with my body. Mm. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I don't think anybody wants to eat that now. Uh, the super in my bathroom changing my shower head. Have they changed your shower head? You should see the pressure <laughs> on this. <laughs> Clip number three. Yes. J- Jalen Brown of the Celtics. When asked what he expects out of the Miami Heat in the next round of the NBA playoffs. Tough team. Team full of dogs. Guys is not going to give up. Guys is not going to give you anything, not an inch. I'm expecting a team full of dogs. Team full of dogs. Doesn't say what kind of dogs. Are they housebroken? Doesn't say that. Miami Heat going to be dogs. If you rub their belly, does their leg go crazy? I, you know, they could try that as I a would de- love to see that. defensive move. against. To go to the bathroom on the floor, did they rub their nose in it? Mm-hmm. Bad dog. Bad Don't ever do dog. that again. Get ba- now hear this. Don't ever do this again. <laughs> Uh, so hopefully the Celtics will bring, you know, their leashes for the dogs of the Miami Heat That's in the it. next round, right? It needs to be a dog pounding. Yes. 6.56 with back Steve and Dave. we got the 102-second sports coming up next. And then we've got Springfield Thunderbirds play-by-play man Ryan Smith next hour on Rock 102. Rock 102. The following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. It is 8 a.m. on Rock 102. The weather for today, highs in the low 80s and a good chance of some severe thunderstorms coming in from mid to late afternoon today. The weather brought to you by Aquatique Pools. Keep your pools sparkling all summer long with free water testing. 730 Union Street, West Springfield for Aquatique. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Celtics on to the heat. In Miami tomorrow and Thursday for Games 1 and 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Boston blew out the Bucks in Game 7 yesterday at Boston Garden, 109-81. Also in the NBA playoffs, Dallas beat the Suns in Phoenix in Game 7 to advance to the next round. Meantime in baseball, Red Sox still stink. They lost to Texas 7-1. Boston dead last in the American League East, hosting the red-hot Houston Astros tonight at Fenway. Elsewhere, Pittsburgh beat Cincinnati 1-0 yesterday. Reds pitchers combining for a no-hitter, but it didn't count because they couldn't finish the game off. They lost when they allowed walks and a ground out in the ninth inning to fall to the Pirates. It's only happened a few other times in big league ball where a team has had a no-hitter but lost the game. Also, Albert Pujols pitched for the Cardinals yesterday in a 15-6 blowout over the Giants. Pujols, the Cardinals' D.H., through the ninth inning. He gave up two home runs, but still got the final three outs. The 42-year-old became the oldest player to make his pitching debut since Lena Blackburn brought himself into the game at age 42 in his final contest as the player manager for the 1929 Chicago White Sox. In soccer in the MLS, the Revs and Atlanta United tying 2-2. And in hockey, the Bruins are out of the NHL playoffs. The Rangers are still alive. They beat the Penguins 4-3 in overtime, and Calgary also advanced to beat Dallas yesterday and get to the next round. As for the AHL, the Springfield Thunderbirds beating Wilkes-Barre Scranton 7-6. The T-Birds will face the winner of the series between the Charlotte Checkers and the Bridgeport Islanders with Ryan Smith on the play-by-play call. Hofer out of his net. He stops it. Hofer looking. Hofer firing toward the empty net. He scores! We'll have... 
Ryan Smith joining us on the phone in just a few minutes. That's your 102-second sports. Coming up next in his view from the couch, Bax will cover the Celtics straight ahead on Rock 102. Chickapee. Now, Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't mean to jinx anything here. After all, the Boston Celtics still have to get past the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, but I can't be the only one here who's beginning to feel the familiar Boston Celtics championship mystique starting to blossom. I can't be the only guy. Some of you must be feeling it, too. And having already won 17 NBA championships already, of which more than half were during my lifetime, I'm still furiously starting to think that we're looking at number 18. Think about what just happened. The Celtics, in a must-win situation, not only won the final two games of the series against the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending NBA champions, they obliterated them, beating them by 13 points in Game 6 on Friday and then crushing them at home in Game 7, 109-81, a difference of 28 points. Defending national champions and a two-time MVP don't usually get smoked like that, but defending national champions with a two-time MVP don't always have to go through the Boston Celtics to get there. I mean, Grant Williams, 27 points. Jason Tatum, 23.6 rebounds, 8 assists in the defense. Get out of here with that defense. The defending NBA champion with a two-time MVP never had a chance. And now they'll be facing to, uh, Miami tomorrow night, who dusted off the 76ers on Thursday in six games. So what do I know about the Miami Heat? Well, uh, they would have uh, they would have been the only team in the Eastern Conference to have a better record than the Celtics, but that was weeks ago, before they beat and completely emasculated the Brooklyn Nets, and before they crushed the defending NBA champion with their two-time MVP. Who did the Miami Heat have to face to get to the Eastern Conference Finals? The Atlanta Hawks and 76ers? Sixers, please, don't make me laugh. Listen, this series is going to be a real ripper, and I haven't felt this good about the Celtics since they won championships in 1966, 69, 74, 76, 81, 84, 86, and again in 2008. Am I being a little too cocky for my own good? I sure as hell hope so. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What's the best lawnmower? The New York Times wire cutter says is the Ego battery-powered mower. No smelly gas, no noise. Perfect cut. The place to get an Ego or any style mower is your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware, your outdoor power equipment headquarters. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Kidding me? Joel Hofer, a goalie goal in the Calder Cup playoffs. If that doesn't get you fired up, you don't have a pulse. He uh, he said it himself. It's eight twelve with uh, back Stephen David on Rock One Hundred Two. If you're not fired up, you, you know simply it. don't have a pulse. That's right. He is uh, the pride of uh, of Penn State University, the very school that brought you Todd Blackledge, Frank Brakowski, and Franco Harris. It's uh, Ryan Smith. Good morning, Ryan. How you doing? I am doing fantastically, gentlemen. How about you? Great. After that clip of you calling the goal by our goaltender last week. Yeah. yeah. That was one that, uh, in, in my line of work, you don't have that one. You don't have that one prepared in your back pocket. You, you picture what you'd say for a series win, a championship, fantastic offensive plays. You don't have that one in your back pocket. So the to have that uh, to have that happen for this team and for Joel was just something that uh, I said on the air that if 
if people out there were thinking about going to that game and chose not to, they have to live with that decision the rest of their lives. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but laying the guilt trip on fans here locally. How about that? Ryan, all I'm picturing is uh, your little booth filled with empty Red Bull cans all over the place. <laughs> if I told you I've never had a sip of Red Bull in my life, would you believe me? Wow, oh, you're you're like a natural Red Bull. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I, but, I, I, you, I, yeah. I don't. I guess I, I don't know where it comes from. Yeah, I, I have to imagine though. I mean, especially a guy like yourself who's doing all of these games, and you and you do the away games too, right? Don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah, so I mean, you, you're you get really into this. It must be so freaking exciting to be part of this team, and as far as they've come, and I can uh, I can appreciate your enthusiasm. Yeah, this team. It became pretty clear pretty early on that this was a pretty special group. Uh, the combination of the veteran leadership led by your. Well, your good friends, Tommy Cross, mm-hmm. um, and all the young talent that this team possesses as well. And when you have two goaltenders in Charlie Lindgren and Joel Hofer, one veteran, one youngster, who are both itching to get better, both pushing each other to be better, but they do so in a way where they are pulling for one another day in and day out. Uh, there's just something, I don't know if I can really put a finger on what it is with this team, but even when they trailed 4-1 last night at the end of the first period, I never felt a sense of panic upstairs. They never felt a sense of panic down there. And it just, I think last night, as much as any other night of the season, was one of the biggest statements that this team has made to prove to itself and to this entire league that they are not going to be an easy out no matter who they are facing down the road. This is uh, this is Ryan Smith, the play-by-play guy for the Springfield Thunderbirds. Obviously, they're waiting to find out who wins the series between Charlotte and and uh, and Bridgeport, Charlotte is ahead in that series, two games to one. I mean, as a guy who's seen the Thunderbirds take on both these teams throughout the regular season, who would you prefer that they that they face in this in the uh, the division finals? You know, it's not as easy of an answer as I think people would expect. I think everyone's expecting me to say Bridgeport here immediately, and the T-Birds played Bridgeport well throughout the regular season, but. I, I turn I look at that and I say it's a total wash come playoff time because Bridgeport down the stretch has been playing really inspired hockey. They knocked off the Providence Bruins in two games. They have hung up with Charlotte in each of the first three. They really could have won any of the first three at this point in the series as well. Um, the Tebers and Charlotte were a little bit more evenly matched during the regular season. Of course, there's a little connection. Our fans uh, certainly get behind in that series with former Thunderbird head coach Jordy Kinnear on the Charlotte side of things, so there's a, certainly a bit of intrigue to that particular series as well. I don't know if there's necessarily a series I'd rather have. I guess maybe conventional wisdom says Bridgeport, since they've had to play a lot more hockey in a lot shorter of a window of time, but again, with a team that's playing that well and that confident of late, I don't think it's a real open and shut case that they'd be an easy out either, but no matter what, the Tebers are going to get to start that uh, Next series, the Atlantic Division final on home ice, no matter what. So that will be a huge, huge boon for this team, in my opinion. The way they've played on home ice all season, I would not envy being in either Charlotte or Bridgeport's position by the time game one rolls around. Now, Ryan, were you a hockey guy? Did you get into hockey broadcasting by design, or were you another sports fan? Did you think you might get into baseball, football, or some other sport? How did it happen for you? Well, here's where I'm going to get myself in trouble with you guys. I'm originally from Philadelphia, so um, 
I grew up, and I think baseball was probably my first true love, and then I realized at a young age that until I got into high school, the Phillies were absolute garbage, <laughs> and so I kind of bounced around sport to sport, and I reached a realization when I was 11 or 12 that I wanted to call sports for a living. I didn't really fixate on one sport at that time. And then right after the full-season NHL lockout in 05, uh, for some reason, hockey just completely resonated with me after that. And it, I think my parents, I always joke with them, they probably thought it was a phase at some point. And <laughs> I told them, no, no, it's not. And here I am 17 years since I said that. And and here we go. <laughs> well, isn't that uh, isn't that just the way it goes? I mean, a Philadelphia sports fan who spends his entire lifetime screaming and yelling at his sports teams winds up doing it for a living. That's fan. I mean, yeah. you were born into this. Yeah, yeah, for better or for worse. And and you called some NHL this year too, right? You got a chance to do that. Yeah, it was a it was a whirlwind experience. It was. It was the 12th of April when the Blues were in Boston to play the Bruins, and we as a staff were going to go to the game the whole time. And my phone rings. That game was on a Tuesday night, I believe. My phone rings on Monday morning at about 11 o'clock. It's Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues on radio. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking, when, when I see his name on my phone, I'm thinking maybe he wants to have me on for an intermission. Maybe he wants to kind of get a look at the farm in Springfield and just kind of get a feel for things. I didn't expect him in a million years to ask me to do the second period play-by-play of an NHL game. And so I didn't have a whole lot of time to uh, dwell on it and get caught in my own head. So it was just instant prepping and then just going and trusting what I've been doing for my entire adult life. And it was an experience I'll never forget. Well, Chris Kerber's got some Springfield roots here, too. He used to be the play-by-play guy for the Springfield uh, Falcons many years ago. Yes, and a very, a very, very proud uh, Springfield AHL alum. So to have that chance from Curbs, a guy who completely understands, respects, and loves what the Western Massachusetts area did for him and his career, uh, I think that just made it all the more special. And it really resonated even more with uh, our fans who uh, I still, to this day, I'll have people come up to me and tell me, how much they enjoyed that game. And uh, I, I didn't expect it to elicit as much of a reaction as it did. So um, I'm insanely grateful to Curbs and the Blues for doing that for me. Did you uh, did you rub it in your parents' face like, hey, look who's making tens of dollars now, Mom and Dad? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, uh, I think it was implied more or less. But, uh, I mean, kudos to my parents because it's a – it's a profession that you you need to have a full-on passion for. I heard someone say many years ago in this line of work, if you have to, uh, if you're if you're griping about money to be called yeah. sports and being in broadcast booths for a living, you're in it for the wrong reason. I, I, Tell I, us I, about I, it. I was just going to say that. I said we we only do these jobs because we love doing them. We mm. don't really do them necessarily for the paycheck. No, hell no. <laughs> But uh, let me just ask you a logistics question because I'm I'm really I, I don't really know a lot about sports announcing uh, other than just you know what I hear uh, you know the play by plays. But where do you sit? Where are you like in the Mass Mutual Center? Like where's your actual booth, or do you have a booth? I don't even know how that works. Yeah, well, it depends on the building I'm in. In the Mass Mutual Center, I'm spoiled because our home arena is possibly the best vantage point in the entire league. I am, if you know where the executive perch area is upstairs, I'm on that level, 
I'm just kind of halfway down the hall. There's a line of doors on the left side of that top level at the Mass Mutual Center, and I'm right on the red line, center ice, perfect height, so that I have good depth perception, but I'm not so far pushed back that it's hard to pick up names and numbers. It's just the perfect, perfect spot to have the vantage point of the game. I have a better seat than anyone in the house. Well, (laughs) if the Mass Mutual Center is the best, which arena is the worst for you? Providence, Providence, and it's not close. <laughs> wow, that was that's, that's easy. He's yeah. very sure it's, about that because it was so not, quick. Yep. <laughs> it's not. It's not even close. I am in a corner in Providence. Wow. So when the play is when the play is at the end down to my left in Providence, I am literally <laughs> nine times out of ten guessing who shot the puck. That's great. Have you ever, at any point during this season, asked to be seated a few feet away from Pat Kelly? <laughs> now Pat's down. Pat's downstairs. Yeah, so yeah, right. Yeah. Far to, away from even you. If I wanted to, it wouldn't. That's, even if I wanted to, it wouldn't be able to. Yeah. So, so we've been working with Pat for years. That that still wouldn't be far enough. <laughs> I, I'm I, leaving that one be. I would. I would be throwing spitballs at him from where you are all night long. That's what I would do. Hard to hit that small of a target, though. Hard to hit that small of a target. <laughs> Ryan, it's uh, it's been great to talk to you this morning. Uh, and uh, you you got the enthusiasm and you got the voice uh, to 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 lead these uh, Thunderbirds. You know, because you're all a part of it. I know you might not be on the ice, but you know, you get people riled up and 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 ready to go. So uh, good for you, man. That's awesome. No, we appreciate it very much for all the support you guys have given us all year. And one more nice little teaser for your uh, for your listeners. It sounds like, and this should become official later today, it sounds like Game 1 of the Atlantic Division Final will be in our building, the Thunderdome. It sounds like Sunday afternoon of okay. the 22nd, this upcoming Sunday. So Great. stay tuned. There Perfect. should be more on that a little bit later. And uh, just so you know, Ryan, if you're listening to this show, you do not have a pulse. Excellent. Excellent. Exactly what I like to hear. And Ryan, you should do an ID for our show. Can you do that? Uh, I can do that. Just say, you know, identify yourself and say whatever you want. And what what do you want the actual title of the uh, back Stephen Dave rock back Stephen Dave rock one hundred two whatever you want make fun of it back Stephen back back Stephen Dave on rock one hundred two yeah yeah all right ready yep. This is Ryan Smith, voice of your Springfield Thunderbirds, and you're listening to Back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Perfect. Look at that. True professional. Ryan Smith from the uh, the Thunderbirds. It's 823 with Back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Rock 102. On Rock 102 with Back Stephen Dave, a song that gets sung at all Florida State University football games now. The whole stands sings that song because of Tom Petty's roots there in Florida. Wouldn't you really rather hear Sweet Caroline instead? Nope. (laughs) Really? I know Steve wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't want to hear Sweet Caroline. Oh, that's a beautiful. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. a beautiful song from yeah. Neil Diamond. Yeah, but this is great because Tom Petty's a local guy. Neil Diamond has no no, I, no connection to Fenway. I wouldn't want to hear Tom Petty either. <laughs> I know. I kind of figured. Yeah. I wonder how long it was going to take you to come to that conclusion. Well, that song. We if have, you did uh, "Don't Come Around Here No More" in marching band form, I would mm-hmm. love that. You'd do that one. Oh yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. What a special time it is for us at Gary Monday, our 25th anniversary. Thank you to all our family and Western Mass community. Purchase your all-electric 22 Ionic 5 SE all-wheel drive. Spend 80 hours to fill your tank or seven hours to charge in 18 minutes. You choose. All honeys come with three years of complimentary maintenance and America's best warranty, 10 years or 100,000 miles, and owner assurance. We're grateful you chose to drive with us for the past 25 years. GaryRomeHoney.com, 150 Whiting from Road Holyoke. See Dior for details. Gary Rome Hyundai. 
Thinking about a brand new kitchen or bath? Now's the perfect time to make it happen. This is Bobby Boylard. Come down to Boylard Lumber and find everything you need, including top quality cabinets, hardware, and other materials from leading manufacturers and expert advice from our knowledgeable staff. Experience one renovation with us and you may never go back to a big box again. Build it once, build it right with Boylard Lumber. Oak Street and Indian Orchard and online at boylards.com. When it comes to choosing a roofing contractor, you have many choices. And as a homeowner, it can be very confusing who to choose and who to trust. That's why at Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, they make the experience as easy as possible with no gimmicks. Contact Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements today and you'll see why they've been helping homeowners all over Western Massachusetts for over 40 years. Call Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements today or learn more at DaveMinerRoofing.com. Dave, set your calendar because May 25th, is Iced Coffee Day at Duncan. Well, I already said it, and Duncan's Iced Coffee is working twice as hard this Duncan Iced Coffee Day. For every cup sold, Duncan will donate a dollar to the Duncan Joy and Childhood Foundation. Yeah, when you enjoy a Duncan Iced Coffee, backs this Duncan Iced Coffee Day, you're supporting kids battling illness in our community. Turns out I, I could be donating uh, dozens of dollars every single day. I have that much iced coffee in my system. The Duncan Joy and Childhood Foundation uses local funds to support local hospitals so your iced coffee purchase directly helps your community america runs on duncan i'm attorney john Heyman. while you're out enjoying the springtime weather be aware that motorcyclists are joining you on the road please keep your eyes open for those of us on two wheels and let's keep the road safe for everyone thanks from those of us in the new england motorcycle community if you go down We'll pick you up. I'm John Heyman, and that's my promise. Call 1-800-HEYMAN or go to heymanlaw.com. 8.33. With back Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, it's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Well, cases of COVID on the rise in Springfield, so much so that our own mayor has it. Mayor Dom Sarno testing positive for COVID-19. No, no, no. COVID-19 tested positive for Dom Dom. That's what happened. It's kind of like a Chuck Norris kind of thing That's there, That's right. Dom. Yeah. The, the, uh, the mayor doesn't <laughs> need to get through COVID. COVID needs to get through the mayor. Somewhere he's probably laughing at this right now. He's at home. Well, you know, we like to bust chops. Yep. He's, he's laughing and hacking. Mayor that's Dom Dom likes doing. to bust chops. If you're not busting chops, that's the pr- then that's where things go wrong. He's resting at home until he's clear to go back out in public. He missed the pancake breakfast on Saturday. But he's been out and about recently doing a lot of things, as is the case usually, including going to T-Birds games last week. I also missed uh, the uh, pancake breakfast, but not because of COVID or any kind of medical condition. It's just I, uh, I overslept. Wouldn't it be a kick in the nuts if he was at the Thunderbirds game and then gave COVID to the team, where then they wouldn't be able to play. Ipso fatso losing the Calder Cup. Steve, your kind of uh, I'm just negativity saying. is right. really starting to sound familiar. The mayor would never do that. He would never give COVID to somebody else, especially to an entire team with Springfield on the line for a Calder Cup championship. Listen, contrary to popular belief, I have never cheated death I always win fair and square. I'm going to guess that if he had his choice of a group of people that he would be happy to give COVID to, mm-hmm. 
be one of these uh, dirtbag riders. Oh, the uh, dirt oh. bikes? The dirt yeah. bikes? Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe he could give it to like an opposing team. What if he gave it to the Charlotte Checkers or the, you know, the Bridgeport hockey team? Then they'd have a problem. Yeah, See yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not good sportsmanship. Give it to an opponent. Here's your dirt bag, dirt bike trophy. That's right. Thanks for your participation, you pansy. Speaking of sports, Billie Jean King, the tennis icon, gave the speech yesterday at Springfield College. She got an honorary doctorate. Then she gave the commencement address, and then she got out her tennis racket and started swatting balls. That's awesome. Into the crowd. Tennis balls. Tennis balls, yes. She sent the tennis balls flying into the audience of 695 graduates earning their bachelor's degrees, and then she called on members of the men's and women's tennis teams at Springfield College, Mm. and they came on stage with their rackets. And they joined in hitting autograph balls out to the sea of graduates. I have the uh, I have the commencement speech right here. Yeah, ready? Yeah, she was more like a beauty queen from a movie scene. I said, "Don't mind, but what do you mean? I am the one hmm. who will dance on the floor in the round." She said, "I am the one who will dance on the floor in the round." She told me her name was Billie Jean mm-hmm. as she caused the scene. Then every head turned with eyes that dreamed of being the one who will dance on the floor in the third round. Now, people always told me, be careful what you do. Don't go around breaking young girls' hearts. And mother always told me, be careful who you love and be careful what you do because the lie becomes the truth. Hey, hey, Billy Jean, not my lover. <laughs> I got skip songs from Max's <laughs> computer. I tried to fill it. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to. I don't think it's the same Billie Jean. I don't. You're sure about that? I'm pretty positive. Uh, I thought the kid was not her son. Well, that's definitely true. Yeah. 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 She's <laughs> she's not creating any sons. Well, not at her age. I mean, if he's menopausal, the crowd will. Yeah, that's the reason. Speaking of commencement speakers, Beverly Daniel Tatum. Gave the speech at Smith College yesterday morning. She'll become Mount Holyoke's interim president on July 1st. And she spoke at Smith College about resistance narratives relating to women opposing fascism and Nazi ideologies during Mm. World War II in France and Italy. Not as good as sending tennis balls out into the crowd. Yeah, I'm sure it's a a hell of a motivational speech. And I'm sure the the kids at Smith loved it. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you ever uh, see the Mike Scully uh, commencement address? No. I forgot where he did it. It was hilarious because that's what Scully does. I don't know if it was like Springfield College or or what it was, but a couple of years ago he came into town and did the commencement address for a local college. Oh, I think fantastic. we had him in here before he did it, right? Oh, or, yeah. Before I think or just, after he, he did it. And maybe? I think he just showed up, which yeah. was, the, you know, that's the best way to have Mike Scully is he just shows up. Well, he's that kind of guy. Oh, yeah. He's got nothing better to do. He's got lots to do. Well, speaking of motivating kids, how about giving them cash? That's what happened at Roxbury Community College in their commencement address given by the co-owner and director of the Boston Celtics. Rob Hale was there, and after giving his commencement address to the class of 2022 at that community college, he gave them money. He surprised the school's 150-plus grads with $1,000 each. He specified 500 would go to their own personal spending however they wanted. The other 500 would 
allow the students to donate <clears throat> to organizations that were needy. You know, that's a that's a very generous thing to do. But the practical part of it is you've now got how many graduating students? Over 150. <clears throat> you've got 150 kids now walking through the streets of Roxbury with $1,000 in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to... Just want to say for the record, not there's anything wrong with Roxbury, but that would not be one of the communities I want to be walking around with a thousand bucks. Wouldn't want to do it in Brockton. Wouldn't want to do it in Lawrence. Wouldn't want to do it in Lowell. I would be loath even to walk around with a thousand bucks in my pocket right here in Springfield. And the way the word gets out so fast via social media, those criminals would be down there in no time. You're damn right they would. What are you talking about? Five hundred dollars for? Well, it's five hundred because the other five hundred went to charity. Mm-hmm. I don't think they gave them a check for a thousand dollars. It sounds like they said, "Here's a five hundred dollar check, but we gave you a thousand. The other five yeah. hundred's going to charity." Well, that's not really a gift. That's like, uh, that's like setting up a, a fund, like the human fund. Sure, uh, money for, for people. people. Uh, to to say, well, what do you mean? Somebody donated money in my name. You. You can use this money to donate to any charity. Just tell us, and we'll we'll give the money to them. Sure, that's yeah, a bunch of load of crap. Hey, goodwill by the Celtics. Come on, they did something nice. Yeah, Red Sox didn't do it. Bruins didn't do it. Yeah, right. but they do it in their own ways. I just I just think it's a crappy PR move. Okay, but like, would you want to like walk through, say, like Methuen with even just five hundred dollars no. in your pocket? No, well, you could. The money would go a lot further there than it would in say Brookline or East Long Meadow. True, uh-huh. but yeah, what I'm saying is you may not even be able to get out of the car before mm-hmm. someone's approaching you for money. Right. Speaking of graduation ceremonies, Bay Path held its 125th. This is the first graduation ceremony in like two years because of all the postponements due to COVID-19. A mass vandalism incident being reported at local business this morning. Hundreds of tires were slashed on transport vans in Indian Orchard at Youth on the Move. The tires were slashed on more than 55 of the company's vans, and it happened sometime in the last 24 hours because one of the workers at Youth on the Move discovered it at 4.30 this morning. They are no longer on the move. No, you are right. They provide transportation for hundreds each day across the state, even as far as New Hampshire and Connecticut, but now with the vandalism unable to complete their service operations. Um, I'm not sure, you know, you're saying that, did they catch anybody? Not yet. Okay, so you're, you were saying earlier, but we don't really know because we don't really have the details in front of us. Well, the, the, the only detail but, is that a report has been filed with the Springfield Police Department. Right, but you mentioned something about uh, that it happened at 4.30 in yes. the morning. Or I, I'm, I'm going to guess that it was discovered at 4.30 it was. in the morning. It was. And it was probably something that happened yesterday or today because I can't imagine... Somebody going in and slashing fifty-six vehicle tires by themselves. You, you, you. Ha- I, I would think that you would have to have help doing this, uh, because you would get pretty tired of stabbing tires. I think your arms would get sore. Yeah. Again, I mean, you know, uh, like when when you hear like like a guy stabbed his wife seventy-six times. Like, what's going on at? Stab thirty nine. Like, where are you right there? Well, it's usually like a, a crime of uh, you get swept up in the moment. Like yeah, a, like a uh, like a passionate crime. I don't mean passion is in in a loving way. It's like you know, there's a lot of emotion going on at once. It's just uh, it's just seemingly you know, if you're gonna you're stabbing you're, you're 
puncturing 56 tires mm-hmm. or, or at least 56 vehicles and well, more than more than just 56 right. tires. Well, some of them were vehicles who had just one tire slashed. Some of the vehicles had yeah. all four of their tires slashed, according to this report. That sucks. A car crashed into a cemetery on Allen Street this morning around 2 o'clock. 500 people were recovered. <laughs> well, it, it may be. He did blow the horn. Yeah. Get out of the way. <laughs> Nobody paid attention. They just were lying there. Yeah. 22 News reporting on this. They saw the car on its side before a tow truck was called in to flip it over and get it out of there. No word on any injuries. Well, unless there was somebody paying their respects in the cemetery, of course there were no injuries. Unless it was to the driver of the vehicle himself or herself. No other details. Again, the cemetery on Allen Street in Springfield. Do you have a headstone? Did you buy a headstone? Have you bought a headstone for yourself? Never, never bought a headstone. Nope. Have you bought anything? No. Nope. Have you ever done any like pre-life ending no, uh, kind of things? No, and I should. No. You really should. I know. And I, I take it from experience mm-hmm. uh, that uh, if you don't have the, like I, my wife didn't, we mm-hmm. didn't have a will. Yep. So I had to like pay extra money and go through probate and yeah. all this other crap. Kind of a nightmare. we were married, yeah. to, we still had to do it all. Sure. Uh, but I highly suggest that you, that you do. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, my my mom did the the headstone thing. When my dad died, she got the headstone with his name on it, with his year of birth and year of death, right? And then her name on it with just her year of birth. So it just said nineteen forty three dash. And we said, well, why why did you do that, mom? And she goes, to save you kids money when I go. Mm-hmm. And I was like. You could have helped by putting at least a two zero on there. Like, why couldn't you go a little further with the numbers? Now it's going to cost us. We're going to have to pay for four etched numbers. Yeah, we could have been paying for two. Actually, you could have saved a lot of money with a sharpie. Kiss that inheritance goodbye. Speaking of headstones. Uh, I know it's, it's like her selfishness. And I dying know. How could you do that? Took money out of your pocket. You know, you're supposed to take care of your children, not burden them. <laughs> Even in death, you're burdening us, Mom. Damn it, she got us again. We were walking around <laughs> Forest Park over the weekend, my lady friend and I. We stopped by that um, big mausoleum yeah. That, over- oh, yeah, that overlooks 91 in the Connecticut River. Oh, that's uh, Mr. Forest Park lives in there, right? Yes. Yeah, I learned about it. All about that. Uh, the What's his name? Well, Mr. Barney? Yes, Barney, very Barney, good. The Barney, very yeah, good. Right, yeah. Everett Barney, the creator of Forest Park, along with a guy named Oric Greenleaf, and Everett Barney apparently is buried in that mausoleum along with his wife and their kid. Although I read that they had two kids. What happened to the other kid? They got one kid buried in the well, mausoleum. Not every kid wants to be in a mausoleum with yeah. their folks. You know, sometimes guess. people, sometimes kids, you know, for whatever reason, they rebel and they just uh, they never come back to it. Or or they got married and bought their own plot. Mm-hmm. You know, I was once at the Barney Estate. I thought there were they had a big game of lawn darts out there, but it was just needles left behind. By yeah, people. no, it's yeah. very miniature lawn darts. Oh, like lawn darts <laughs> for He-Man dolls. There you go. Yeah. Uh, if you've never seen the mausoleum, I recommend it. I thought it was kind of interesting as we were walking around look on at you, Saturday. Look at you getting the uh, the, the history of yeah. Springfield, yeah. Like going into all these places. Forest Park. Yes. The, the tomb, by the way, has two sets of stairs on either side leading up to a temple consisting of 12 pink marble columns with an inscription on the outside. 
Did you take notes? Yes. Did you read the marble columns? Yes. And your girlfriend allowed you to uh, continue to date after this? We, she found it as interesting as me. That's why we get along. You better hold on to this one like grim death. <laughs> Two less lonely people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> the inscription reads, to live in hearts we leave behind is not to die. How about that? The beat poetry you by know, Dave Coons. I'm, I'm genuinely happy for you. Because that you, you've obviously found somebody who's interested in these things too. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. She is. Did you tell her about the Dixie cups? Yeah, she's she likes that too. Really? Yes. She does her own research all the time. No red flags popping up for her at all. No. 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 That's I'll tell you Not what. Not a single one. Not even like a Chinese communist flag or a Russian nope. communist flag. Nothing. Nothing. No uh, Nothing. other uh, like uh, paraphernalia from any. Uh, you, 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 dead despots or anything like that. Look, we've all got we've all got skeletons in the closet and issues that we face. Nobody's perfect, but yeah. What, you know what I found interesting did you, about? Did you tell her about the syphilis? No, not all yet. Right. And hopefully she's not listening right now. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Hey, always happy to help. <laughs> By the way, you know I really believe in love. <laughs> Little drip, drip on the ding, ding. You know what I'm saying? You know what else is interesting? Everett Barney. You mentioned him. He was one of the guys who created Forest Park, and he's the guy who's buried in the mausoleum. Yeah. There was another guy who in invented it too, Oric Greenleaf, who was a paper mill magnate. He doesn't have no mausoleum. No, but he's got Greenleaf Park in Springfield. Got a park okay. named after him. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So I was right there on uh, the Parker Street, I think. Right. Doing this show is like a uh, big game of Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> it is. We're all going for a piece yeah. of pie. Yeah. <laughs> to things I would have never even have thought of or... Uh, well, one last tidbit for you. Let's go. Everett Barney, aside from creating Forest Park due to his donations, also invented the clamp-on roller skate. The clamp-on roller The skate. ones that, you know, you just put on your regular shoes. Oh. Oh, yeah. 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 Those yeah. things were awful. Right? Yeah. But he, he must have made some money off of that. Oh, I'm sure he probably did. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure people figured it. Did people figure out when those came out, like, very quickly, like, these are not good? <laughs> these are not, like, stable for me to <laughs> How be do you know? On? Maybe at the time, they were like, wow, well, this is the I, best invention I've ever experienced. I remember having a pair of those yeah. because my siblings had them, and they were, like, obviously hand-me-downs. Mm -hmm. And I remember them being, like, steel death traps. Yeah. They were just, <laughs> it was just a hunk of metal yeah. that you would shove your foot in. <laughs> Into, Next thing you know, it? you're eating black top with his ball bearings yeah. all over the yeah. place. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's your history lesson for today. It's 849 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 855 and Alice Cooper on Rock 102. Wow, I didn't know this was part of that song. It's not. Ah, this, this, is brings, my, this is my everyday oompa music. Ah, brings me back to the old country. Yes, the old country. And by that, uh, you mean uh, Germany or That's, uh, Austria. Uh, I was thinking of Austerlitz, New York. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds German or Austrian. As uh, many of you know, the uh, student prince, uh, the fort, as uh, we call it, Celebrating uh, Mayfest this Friday and Saturday. Now, if you've never been to Mayfest, let me just tell you, it's a damn good time. Uh, they're going to be tapping the keg on Friday. I'll be there uh, helping to tap that keg around 545. Then uh, Brass Attack hits the stage at 6. That's a hell of a band. And then the Unforgettable Fire, the U2 cover band, Ooh, which is awesome. Nice. They're going to be there on Friday. Saturday, 
Uh, Cottonwood takes the stage at 6 for their 30th reunion tour. And then the Zach Brown Tribute Band at 8.30. Now, and the Berkshire Mountain Wanderers will be there both nights just to kick things off. Wow. Now, it's a big deal. And I will tell you this. We happen to have a four-pack of tickets uh, for uh, either day, Friday or Saturday, uh, to go to thestudentprints.com to learn more and uh, purchase your own uh, passes to uh, to Mayfest. Going to be a damn fine time. But 10th caller right now at 293-1021. A four-pack of passes await you. Damn! And we shall drink from a boot and enjoy. You ever drink from a boot? Nope. Steve, you ever drink from the glass boot? I think I did it at the Student Prince yeah, uh, right. about five years ago. I've been doing that for years and years. Not just the Student Prince. I've got other uh, experience drinking from the boot. Is that There's, after an athlete's foot has been in that boot or not? No. Okay. No, it's always the glass boot. Gotcha. And there is right. a technique. Mm-hmm. There's a technique to make sure that you don't get a face full of of, uh, of skunky beer Makes at the sense. end of it. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what that is because it's always hilarious. Someone seeing someone screw it up, <laughs> victimized by oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, it's always right. hilarious. Good. So, uh, but but <laughs> Mayfest is a great time, and uh, we will see you down there on Friday. Okay, absolutely. And right. uh, I'm be taking that call right now. It's 8:57. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Rock 102 and 90 Meat Outlet want to give you a Memorial Day backyard pick.